You're now listening to, you're now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, where we discuss everything erotic and fascinating in the wonderful world of the high-end call girl. Now, here are your hosts, Chantel Etoile and Exotic Vivian. We're back. Bitches! <laughs> Hi, everyone. (laughs) Welcome back to season three of the Sexy Escort Guide. I am your host, Chantelle Etoile, and always is my twerk partner in crime, forever twerking partner, the exotic Vivian. Hello, guys. How are you? You here? Oh, I'm sure they've missed you saying so that. No, they definitely missed it. <laughs> so that one's for all of you who love me saying that. Even um, Robin Green was like talking to me and she just came out of nowhere and said, yeah, and then I, it clicked. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're doing. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can't do it. I just tried to do it before we started recording and it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth. So well, I'm just going to let you do you, Vivian. And uh, we, we, we can't all be champions of words. Yes, you know? that's, that's very true. <laughs> that's very, I, I just I'll stick to be uh, to keeping it sexy and you do your. Yeah, your, I mean, your you already thing. have the sexy voice going. So oh, do I? That. Ooh, isn't I like that what that. everybody says? I think so. Yeah, I okay. think so. <laughs> just checking. So, uh, before we get into uh, what has been going on over like the last two months, it Uh, is your turn. Vacation. I know. It is your turn to give an advantage of hiring companions. Okay. So, this one is from Emery Grace, who was a guest at our yacht party. Um, Her Twitter is at Miss Emery Grace. And she said, We provide a safe, healthy, and discreet outlet for men seeking intimacy, physical or emotional and show them that they are still wanted, desired, sexy human beings. I am beyond blessed with the friends I've met, top quality guys. Yes, amen. I love that. And I just want to remind people out there, just in case we get any like vanilla listeners, you know, um, physical does not mean sexual activity because people always think that this line of work, whenever we mention physical, it just means sex, right? Fucking and sucking. And and it (laughs) it does not. Physical intimacy can be as much as like touching somebody, holding their hand, cuddling mm-hmm. with them. I mean, kissing these, their neck, just like, just, just, the thing, just the little things, even just sitting at dinner. Right. You have you have clients that have, you know, expressed that there's like no romance in their relationships anymore. Just sitting at dinner and grabbing that other person's hand is a level of physical intimacy. And exactly. that stuff is just so important. And, you know, it should be the right to have as a human being the right to have that kind of intimacy whether you have to pay for it or not and so you know it's just that's a wonderful tweet I yes thank you I very saw much because I didn't Emily. retweet it I'm gonna have to go search for yeah that. it's on the little polls that I made so that way everybody could chime in their two cents and we didn't have to keep coming up with reasons so I, I mean I love I'll it try to, yeah. I'll try to I mean I have the link on um on my notes so I'll send it to you later well, it is awesome, and it sh- needs to be shared even more. The vanilla people need to understand why our jobs are so important, assholes. Anyway, <laughs> so Vivian, <laughs> our last our last episode, February 28th, 
What have you been up to? What is new with you? First of all, my vacation was fabulous. I am refreshed and rejuvenated, and I almost didn't want to come back. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I... I, like, I feel, I'm like, I feel oh, you on that sentiment. Oh, and shout out, <laughs> shout out to our guest um, host episodes. Um, yes, so Sabrina, that was Siren, uh, Friny, Tiny, and Grace, Ga- Tiny, Friny, whatever, <laughs> and Grace, Grace, Gra- Grace Grables, and the her client, which I don't remember right now. Um, but we linked to them in the show notes anyway. So yeah, the, so well, the the client was. Um, hush hush anyway so no he remember they both recorded and he gave his twitter info did you even listen oh i was thinking i did of course i listened i had to listen to it to upload it (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm like uh what you doing do i need to go back and edit the show down like what the fuck (laughs) i i had to make i had to make sure that they didn't say anything that was off brand no but they were great thank you ladies so much yeah thank you for helping Um, us you know fill in some of the time slots because you know I know people not are missing just, us not even just to help us but I think that um I feel that it's important that we've that we've kind of created this platform now that we can hear from all different you know people across the field and not just the two the experience of just the two of well, us plus so we interview a lot of people to, so it's not like well it's we do interview us. a lot of people but I mean but we, we I, appreciate you guys you know coming to see how it hard was, we it was, were. It was great. Were that like, too. They're like, oh my God, this is so much work. Yeah, bitches. They're, they're, it's so funny yeah, because there are people that express good. interest. We make it look easy, but it's not. <laughs> just so you know. There are people... There are people that express interest and then they like went go. Yeah, because like, they realized oh, it was a lot of fucking work. I'm glad you guys can appreciate, you know, that we put in this much work into the show because we do. But anywho. And and now they see why we didn't want to come back for fake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now I'm I am I am refreshed. I am uh relaxed. I'm ready to rock. You know, the the, the break was really nice. I almost want to take another one again. <laughs> yeah. So so what next month? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. Um but you know, we don't want to do our sponsors like that. But anyways, um, before I say what's new with me though, I wanted to let our listeners know that we moved most of our episodes to our Patreon page um, in anticipation of the crackdown on adult content. Um, it's just a dollar a month to gain access to the content and you also get to network within our community. And that website is uh, patreon.com slash T-S-E-G-P. You can find all of the podcasts on there as well as uh, video tips and exclusive content. The most recent episodes and some of the key important episodes will stay on SoundCloud. And then eventually as time goes on and we release more, we, we are going to move them to Patreon. So we're kind of doing somewhat of a transition in a way. Yeah. So for, um, for the release of the, the newest episode, It'll stay up on SoundCloud for a week and then be moved to Patreon. Oh, it's just a week. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. Yeah. That's enough time. Oh, well, I'm a, get your, that, get your listens in now. That's that's your department. I have nothing to yeah, do with that. No, that that no. is my department. Yeah. I made that decision to yeah. do that. Um, we can move on. Yacht party. Yes, the yacht party twerk, 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 was twerk. a huge success. So many beautiful asses captured in the sexy video, which I edited. The full video is also on Patreon. I posted a little teaser on Twitter. It's 
our pinned tweet until this episode comes out, then it won't be anymore. We had so much fun. Even one of my clients came by to tip the ladies some cash. Yes. <laughs> it, oh, was, well, it was awesome. That I, was, I had a blast. That was great. I had a blast. And once again, I feel like I didn't have enough time with everyone. Like I know. I know. So and then we even it had brunch so the next day. I think there were 12 of us that went out to brunch. So I just want to yeah. thank all the ladies and gentlemen that came out, all the people that came out to have a good time. It was great. And then, like, uh, I had forgotten some of my stuff there. And even um, Emery Grace's client, like, helped me. <laughs> I went and got it. Yes. Well, well, they didn't get it. They just told me where it was because it was on the yeah. back. It was on the back of um, one of the boats of the, the same company that owned the, the, the yacht that we're on. And I saw it. I was like, yeah, I'm getting my shit. So they helped me. They hiked me over to get my stuff. That was awesome. But he was he was amazing. And then he carried it to my car. It was awesome. So shout out to uh, Emery Grace's client at Emery Grace. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so what's new with me? I just got back from a fabulous life-changing trip to Bali, which was like on the top of my list. It was. I still it, can't wait to hear about <laughs> it. Yeah, it was amazing. Shout out to Mr. O for blessing me with this trip. I'm blogging about it too. So you can see that uh, in a few days at exoticvivian.com slash blog. And then I have uh, upcoming tour dates. I'm going to be in Manhattan next week, New York, May 16th to the 20th. And then I'm going to be in Las Vegas, May 22nd to the 24th. I'm shooting with AT Glamour. So I'm excited about that. And then I'm probably going to link up with some of my uh, regulars out there. But yeah, get in touch uh, with my assistant and let's make some fabulous memories together. Booking at exoticvivian.com. Uh, so what about you? What's new with you? I see you were just frolicking in Vegas yourself and you had some <laughs> hair blowout drama, flight delays. Oh. <laughs> What's the tea, sis? What's the tea? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, let's first off, uh, I just want to go back to the yacht party real quick. I mean, it was so amazing. First of all, your to... ass was everywhere. Mind you. I was just I about to say I that. I couldn't even find my own ass in my own damn video party. Everybody like... was sending everybody was sending videos. Right? And I was like, I literally, could not find my own ass in my own Videos of just Chantel's ass. <laughs> like, Chantel whoa, was I felt everywhere bad. twerking. I I'm felt like... bad. Listen, I felt bad, but I didn't because, listen, <laughs> I keep telling people... I will twerk on Saturday, brunch with the queen on Sunday, yeah, and then queen. and then go do other thing, and then go knitting on Monday. Okay, like I'm wow. a very diverse. I don't person. know about the knitting, but yes, I, I, <laughs> well, I get really, it. <laughs> I do, but I do knit. So, but what I'm saying is that people are like, "Oh my god, I didn't know Chantal had it," and I'm like, "I was not." Yeah, joking. we do it all, people. Just I don't joke. We're, I don't joke about my end Doesn't mean we don't shake our asses. Like, come on, life there, is short. We gotta dance there, too. There are people that are like, "Oh my god, it's so not classy," and I'm like, "Listen, first of all, there's no classy way of twerking. If you're twerking with class, you're doing something wrong." Okay. Well, first of all, bitch. yeah, that's like just stiffness. And second <laughs> of all, yeah, exactly. And second of all. The people who say things like that, they're usually the ones that can't twerk. That sounds like a personal problem. For me, as Chantel, I am going to enjoy my life to the fullest. Amen. Um, as, um, as, some, like, as some people know, there was some drama in my personal life that happened while we were on the boat. And that just reminded me even more that life is so short. Mm -hmm. And I am going to enjoy the hell out of my life 
while I am still here. Exactly. And there's no point in waiting until after I die to be like, oh my God, I wish I would have done X, Y, and Z. Exactly. No. I had a blast. It was my first time wearing a thong bikini out in public. <laughs> yeah, you let everybody and know. <laughs> I let everybody know because I was so, listen, I was so <laughs> proud of myself because I am, I am so self-conscious and I was so mm. proud of myself that I did that. I did the damn thing. We were all say, proud of you, darling. I want to say thank you to Sway Marcellus for convincing me to buy that bikini because we went Shout bikini out to shopping you, together. Sway. You're the real MVP. And then she was like, um, girl, you need to do that. Fuck everything that you're thinking about yourself. That is that is gorgeous. You need to get it. And thank you to my wonderful client that uh, I sent the picture and was like, should I get this? And he was like, uh, how much? And then he sent me the money. immediately. Yes. So thank you all. Um, oh, and then- oh, wait, sorry. Some people were left. Let's talk about that real quick. Oh, oh, okay. So first of all, I felt really horrible because I mean, obviously I would never want that to happen, but we did make it the very clear said. that if you were not there by one fifteen, that the boat b- would leave. And that was not our doing. That was the captain. That was, that was a captain. And he, they remember they were trying to leave at like 1250 and we were like, no. And they're like, okay, one o'clock. And I was like, no, you guys said one fifteen. We're not, which is what we told our guests. And so. literally at 1.15, they were pulling off. I checked my phone and there were two ladies that were like, we are standing on the dock and just watch you guys pull off. And I did not see them or I would have tried to stop the captain. Yeah. That captain. But, the, but by no, then, let's, let's address this though. We already but, know but how, by, we already by know then how I, I was already. Yeah, you were well, twerking. Well, by then I was already twerking, so I did <laughs> not didn't see care. anybody. But I did care, but we, I felt we, we already know how I feel about lateness. Like, and, and then yeah. you have other people waiting on you. That's not, mm-hmm. that's very rude. Like, you already know what time you are supposed to show up. You had more than enough advance, advance notice. Why would you still risk it to, to show up right at 1.15? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And, and we told you. Be and there. we just mentioned to get there early exactly. so that you could take pictures girls, with Paul. Yeah, a lot of the girls got there early. I mean, Paul also oh my took God. pictures of people on the boat. Like, but but they got there so early. Yeah, I know. They got there <laughs> before we were, were even able to we set were, up. We were arriving and there were already a couple ladies there. Yeah, which, which was awesome. Our, shout out to our fabulous like hoes because I just want to say that when we were pulling up, and we, I won't mention her by name, but we knew that she was part of our party. Yeah, we were like, yeah, looked, that girl looks she like looks she's fabulous. part of the crew, yeah. Like she, look, she looks <laughs> like she's supposed to be getting paid to exactly. hang out and well, party. Well, I'll, I'll say her name, Cara V. Hey, girl. It was Cara. Shout Cara out Valentine. to you. She was the we first one her, to show up, I think. We saw her from a few Yeah, she was, she was saw her dipping from and afar. bopping, and she was strutting her stuff all the way to the we ground. We were like, like she's yeah, definitely that here for the party. Like she belongs with us. <laughs> She's no. so gorgeous, yes. But yeah, so don't be tardy for the party, ladies. <laughs> yes, that is so- Remember and I, that and from I, the Housewives? Who was the one that yes, made that song? Kim, yeah. Kim. Don't be tardy she, for she, the party. She tried to not, tried not she to still pay, pay her. Anyway, she still didn't pay her. Anyway, don't be tardy for the party. On. But anyway, so, um, so anyway, it was a fabulous party, and I was just so happy to twerk. And if you guys were following Twitter afterward, 
I complained about how my entire body was sun- sunburned. Rookie. And it's true. I was sunburned <laughs> from head to toe. Even even my uh, part from my pigtails, I got sunburned. Really? Yes. Yes. My- Girl, you're sensitive. <laughs> literally like I was with my family on Easter Sunday and they were just like what is going on with this red streak down the center of your head it was awful so I'm I'm assuming you didn't wear sunblock like a smart person girl I was already Mm -hmm. drunk and twerking Mm -hmm. I totally I forgot the Mm -hmm. started going Mm -hmm. and I was ready I was ready to twerk and that's Mm -hmm. what I did the Mm -hmm. whole night twerk the night away this, this is what companions do yeah. outside of the podcast. Exactly. Anyways. We do have lives and we're back and ready to crush it. Okay. So it's your turn yes. to say a funny thing a client or companion has said. Okay. So this is really funny. So this is back to Vegas. My client now has a girlfriend and he's telling me that he's like, yeah, I, oh, I want to be, he's like, <laughs> I want to be completely transparent with her. He's like, yeah, I gave up my passcode to my phone. I go, why the fuck would you do that? Oh, no. He goes, he goes because I wanted to be transparent. I oh, was like, no. and I just started I hope laughing. he has two phones. Girl, <laughs> no, no. So I started laughing hysterically because I go, seriously? I was like, seriously, babe? You want to be transparent while not being transparent? I was like, mm, you can't, mm, you can't mm. have it both ways. You are going to get caught. Like, we have, you know... We've we've known each other for, you know, some years and we want the best for each other. And I'm like, if this relationship is what's best for you, I don't want you to fuck it up. So stop doing stupid stuff like giving her access to your phone. I'm not saying like like, hide it if, you know, she's clearly clearly he doesn't want to be with this one. That's why he's. You know, being so called transparent. You know, I actually told him that. I go, yeah. Are you trying to purposely? You, you ruin have to it? watch what people do, not what their mouth is I saying. Was, I was like, I know you're saying one thing, but it seems like yeah. you might want a reason for her to dump your yeah. ass. Yeah, your mouth, your mouth is moving, <laughs> pretending that you want one thing, but your actions are saying something else. Oh, uh, I was. He was like, But oh, that's listen. not your business, girl. You it's, stay no, out of girl, that. it is none of my business. <laughs> but I thought. I thought that shit was so funny. Mm, I was like, mm, clients, mm. clients out there, you can't be transparent while not being transparent because you're going to be found out. Don't do it. Don't do just, it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Right? <laughs> don't do it. Anyways, what's in the news? But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. Companion Tax is a leading provider of professional tax, accounting, and business services designed for the unique business needs of companions. They have been in business since 2011, having become a leading resource for the community. If you want a concise overview of the issues that companions face in making sure their businesses are set up and managed correctly, and a good overview of tax issues, Take a listen to episode 7 and 36, where we interviewed the owner, Mary Lee. Companion Tax is now accepting new clients and just rolled out all-inclusive tax and accounting monthly packages and waived the initial consultation fee just for our listeners. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form with the code TSEG2018 to get started and take charge of your financial future. Oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna try to read this without laughing. Um because the the ridiculousness of all of this. All right. Let me get let me sit up and get ready. 
because this this one is a doozy here. All right. So from the USA Today, April 3rd, 2019, while we were on vacay, the police used fake bomb threat to install cameras in Robert Kraft's sex spa case. So that's the headline. And I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. So police use a fake bomb threat to clear out a Florida spot and install cameras as part of a prostitution investigation before New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft and others allegedly visited, according to the court filing made public on Wednesday back in April. Uh, Kraft's attorneys wrote in an expanded motion to suppress the video footage that Jupiter Police Department JPD officers caused a, they said, caused a phony suspicious package warning to be issued for the spot in order to force an evacuation so the JPD could install hidden cameras inside several of its private massage rooms as well as in the spa's lobby. So they made it up so they could get access before Robert Kraft even got there, okay? Mm, Following mm, the story, mm. people? So the newest motion, again, alleges police use allusions to human trafficking to secure the warrant. The ruse concealed a this is a quote from the attorneys. The ruse concealed the execution of the warrant from the spa, its employees, and its customers, none of whom received notice of the issuance of the warrant or the placement of hidden video cameras on the spa's premises. Jack Goldberger, Kraft's Florida-based attorney, wrote, Kraft was one of the 24 men charged with soliciting prostitution over alleged visits to the Orchids of Asia's Day Spa in Jupiter. Kraft allegedly visited the spot on consecutive days. He has pleaded not guilty to two misdemeanor solicitation charges and asked for a trial jury. Uh, uh, uh. The sneak and peek search warrant application, which USA Today Sports obtained last week, was attached to the filing. The warrant, officially known as a delayed notice warrant, was approved by Palm Beach County Circuit Judge Howard Coates on January 15th. Police used the bomb threat to install the cameras January 18th, according to the latest filing by Kraft's attorneys. The warrant approved by Judge Coates limited the video surveillance operation to five days. The filing also took issue with the inspections of the spa conducted by the Florida Department of Health specialist Karen Herzog, whose reports have been included in other warrants issued around the state as part of the prostitution sting that led to more than 300 arrests. So they're they're filing false health department claims, people. Jupiter Police Detective Andrew Sharp wrote in the warrant application that Herzog advised it appeared as though the female employees were living there as there were two rooms with beds, including sheets and pillows. So uh, I don't know, an employee lounge? Like, are you fucking kidding me? However, <sighs> the report obtained by USA Today Sports from Herzog's November 2008 visit to the Orchids of Asia Day Spa had N.A., not applicable, attached to the question, is this establishment being used as a principal domicile? The only item Herzog noted was that there were some tables showing wear and tear. That does not have any Mm. indication of somebody living. Mm. Two photos. Okay, so this is where I could not stop laughing. Two photos of the inside of a refrigerator, which showed bottled water and ranch dressing among its contents, were attached to the report. So you are upset because the spa is allowing their fucking employees to eat. Mm, wow. Mm, mm. 
Sharp made his reckless leap over to human trafficking based on supposed evidence consisting of such things as observing a refrigerator stocked with food, two beds, and clothing, all of which may be routinely observed at any number of places of employment, including law offices, for reasons having nothing to do with human trafficking, Goldberger wrote. Mm. It's hard to believe that Herzog would have observed such items and linked them to trafficking, but somehow omitted those pictures from her report, choosing instead to include pictures of an open refrigerator and freezer. The other main argument Kraft's lawyers made in their latest motion to suppress video evidence involved in the January 20, 20th traffic stop after Kraft allegedly exited the spa. That stop had the sole purpose of identifying Mr. Kraft, a passenger in the car. In the absence of any traffic violation or reasonable suspicion of one by the driver. Lower in the 92-page filing, there were there was a preview of another argument. There was no explicit sex act, sex act demanded, thus no solicitation occurred. According to the charging documents, Kraft gave, gave the spot employees money, but there's no mention of Kraft talking to the employees. The warrant issued by the judge did not allow for audio recording. In sum... The worst offenses that jump out from this from this record are not those committed by one or another masseuse or patron whose massage allegedly included a consensual sex act, act Goldberger wrote. Far more worrisome than in any alleged misdemeanor are the astonishing links to which law enforcement went in order to orchestrate a calculated systematic campaign to blow past established constitutional limits. Of course, the link will be included on the show notes. I absolutely agree. The only thing this case has showed was the misuse of our criminal justice system to set up a false sex trafficking scene. Yep. How fucking I'm not. I'm not really surprised. I mean, cops plant shit all the time, so I'm not surprised, but. I think they're but the they're, links they're, that they went through. You yeah, because know? you know, they gotta win at all costs. But I'm not surprised and I'm actually kind of amused because I know Kraft is gonna fight this to death because he's a billionaire and he has the resources. Meanwhile, the NY uh the Jupiter PD does not. <laughs> so well, so, well here's the funny here's the funny part. So after seeing this report come out and after I read it, I was like, wait a minute. So they didn't even realize, obviously, because they got the warrant before Kraft even showed up, mm-hmm. right? So they had no idea who they had, yeah. which why, is why they orchestrated the, the pretend traffic stop, because they wanted to identify. Yeah. Had they known that they had a man with unlimited resources to fight the bullshit that they're pulling, I can guarantee you they would not have even fucked with him. Well, I don't know, because they will see him as a big headline news topic. So they, they might still take that risk. Cops, but cops, it, cops, but the police but are not if always there was, <laughs> but if there But if he was, like, actually committing a crime, then, yeah, that would be great for the headlines. But they know. They but to them, they, they, say, they feel that he is. But they can say whatever they want about anything. They know that they were pulling strings. They were pulling shit out of their ass mm, to mm, get mm. a warrant. They, they know that they are lying and fabricating evidence. If you have to fabricate a bomb threat just so that you have a reason to go install surveillance, you already know that you don't have any business installing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. What, and they what did not realize me, it. What kills me 
is that if I could see if this was like some kind of a, you know, high profile drug bust case or something or something that was actually negative to negatively affecting people, you know, right. like maybe if this was like the cocaine cowboys type situation where murders were being committed, you know, because of the drug. Right. Whatever. Exactly. I could exactly. see them doing all that for this, but. Or, or if there was actual actual human trafficking. uh, Well, that too. Right, but but, there is. We know there isn't. You know what I'm saying? They did not. They have not tried one woman. First of all, we know there isn't, and we know that they actually don't care about human trafficking, which is why I said the drugs. That's why I said if this was like a high-profile drug case where there are murders being committed, I could see them going through that lens to do that. This is a fucking massage parlor. The most Mm -hmm. you could probably get there is a hand job. So they're basically arresting you for paying for a hand job. Like I don't like I, I'm just like <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh, and get, I literally and get this, cannot. People. I literally cannot get this. Apparently having a bed in your lounge, because I'm sure, you know, they probably do long shifts at the spa, right? Like mm-hmm. usually like eight, twelve hour shifts or something. Mm-hmm they're upset because I don't know, an employee might want to fucking take a nap during their shift. And the, and the actual employer allows that to happen. That sign that there's human trafficking because there is a bed available in there for them to take a nap. Uh, I mean, fucking ridiculous. The the reach, the reach of these people is just crazy. So we're going to stay on top of this story to see how it pans out. Hey, Jupiter police department. (laughs) Did any of you guys strain anything when you were reaching so far up your own asses to pull this one out? Uh, fucking idiot. Yeah, we're going to stay on top of this. And something tells me it's not going to end well for them. But let, let, let's see. Let's see how. Oh, God, out. I hope not. I hope they all lose their jobs. <laughs> anyway, I, I doubt it. But let's go on. Femme fatale. And now here's your femme fatale of the week. Um, our femme fatale this week is New York City-based Miss Aaliyah Day. She was actually a guest at uh, the yacht party. Hey, Aaliyah. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, her. T- oh my God. Her body. Uh, can can I say her stuff? Oh, and that my we can bad. Talk about? I get so excited. <laughs> her Twitter is at Aaliyah Day, and that's that's double A L I Y A H D A E. And follow her. Book her do it all but uh yeah her body ridiculous it's fucking sick, and man. she was all over the video too smacking ass yes. everywhere <laughs> well i was dancing a lot with her i was yeah like, she, she was uh yeah she was good that is like i was that i was grinding on her i was like oh, okay I-, I see you <laughs> yes oh my god she <sighs> literally is like model yeah runway she model is tall material. she is tall and thin and just like she, she gives me the she gives me the naomi campbell vibes yes yes tall and beautiful and gorgeous so yeah definitely book her but for a date idea since we in new york city let's go ahead and revisit new york again because i just love yes i was thinking the lovely gentleman since summer is coming up can fly me and Chantel out to new york to join miss Aaliyah, and we can take a chopper to the hamptons Ooh. At, at your mansion or, party in, or, or your or, party or in the mansion. Exactly. Your mansion or a rented mansion, of course, where we can uh, go skinny dipping in the pool and just have our own house party. Maybe invite a few more guests. Why the fuck not? Maybe I mean, maybe we can have our brunch. Have, a, have, an, have another have another private party. Right? 
because I mean we can, the, we can have our own eyes wide shut party, which I'm. We had to we had a total of three guys with all those beautiful. Oh women. my they god! Were like they were so they were close. in heaven. My client was like, okay, when you told me about this party because I met him freestyling. I actually didn't meet mm-hmm. him as you know Vivian. <laughs> Yeah, but I met him freestyling, and he was like, "When you told me about this yacht party, I thought you were just like, you know, talking shit." And he was like, "Ah, that was the party of the century." So he was very impressed. He was happy. Yeah, he was extremely happy. And then the uh, the night before, you saw him. Yeah, we we both saw him. I was well. I was out. (laughs) I brought I brought you in. (laughs) I was out shopping with Sway, and she's like, "Um, I just showed my client a picture. You, he wants you for overnight." And I was like, "Oh shit, gotta run." (laughs) Yeah, because I was actually planning to meet some ladies out Um, that had arrived in the town. But you know, money. Well, listen, we we all we're all escorts. We all know money is money, and I was like, "Gotta gotta get it." And this was a guaranteed money. I was like. <laughs> and she's like sending me pictures of money because he, he like, made go... me. He was like, yeah, he's send, like, send her a picture of this money. I bet you she like that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like I'm trying to get there. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah, but he's like but sending we, pictures we of money. Oh man, that, yeah. and he brought. He, he is brought crazy. Money. He's crazy. He brought. He was like. Go get some more money for the party. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he sent me to the ATM to get five stacks. I, I shit you not. Yes. So yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true, people. <laughs> I was like, there's guarantee, and we told the told the ladies there's guaranteed money on the boat. Like this isn't pretend. Vivian got the money herself. Yeah, like the money I, is here. I went and secured the bag myself. <laughs> secured that damn we, bag. We yes. secured it. Okay. I loved it. But yeah, so book her, book us. Let's have some fun in the Hamptons. Fan questions and feedback. All right. So this one is from the Twitter DM. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and also submit your questions there. Hey, Vivian and Chantal, would you mind giving me some advice as an African-American sex worker? I've been in the business for years, and I haven't got the success that I have been yearning for. I also have a skin condition, which makes me scared to shave and things like that. So what advice would you give me to move forward and feel worthy of this business? I see you lovely ladies kill this business and make it a huge success. I am also in college, so it's hard to dedicate myself to the business. I also live in a racist town that is known for not liking black women, but I'm afraid to invest because I don't feel like I'm going to earn any money. Okay, well, first, uh, Vivian said, Vivian told her to get the get, to get our book. Um, um, we get, let me see. Oh, yeah. Um, and we do get a lot of messages like this, which is one of the reasons we wrote the book, How to Get Started as an Escort. So, Get that book. The first two chapters will definitely let you know if you uh, should even waste your energy in this business. Um, Then she says, I bought the book, but does it help African-American women with flaws? Because you ladies are flawless and it's a lot easier to market yourself. Okay, I will say that. I'll um, I'll say what I said, but you you go ahead. I'll read what I wrote. Well, I will say um, that, yes, sometimes um, certain conditions um, does it make you marketable as far as far as like to a mass public? No. I mean, just being black in general, you know, kind of limits our reach. But there is a niche out there. I think I'm not sure what her skin condition is, but it sounds like she doesn't shave because of it. Um, I wouldn't even gonna, know. 
I, I, that's what it seemed like. If it's, if it's not, if that's not the case, let us know. But I will say there are natural ladies out there that are killing the game. Um, Jasmine Pravina is one of them. Um, uh, Mona Bell. Yeah, but Jasmine Chicago. doesn't have a skin condition though. Well, so. but she said, well, she said a, a skin condition for her is the reason why she doesn't shave. So I don't know if yeah. she means like being hairy. Like I, well, I didn't really ask her because I felt like she was looking for an excuse to not put in the work. Like I felt like she was trying to say, oh, well, I don't look like this. So obviously I can't do this. Well, I'm, let, I'm letting her know just her and anybody else out there know. There are natural women who do not shave. Like I said, Jasmine Previna, um, Mona Bell has a natural bush. She flaunts it on Twitter. The girl, they're both gorgeous women, and they have a following. They get booked, all of that, and they're natural. Um, I know that there, um, there are escorts out there with disabilities. There is a community out there of men who are into women with disabilities. So just because you're not what would be considered mainstream does not mean that you can't succeed. Again, like the book said, find your niche. Don't try to be like other people. Work with what you have and market with what you have. Even if you consider them to be flaws, work with your flaws and flaunt the shit out of those flaws because there are people out there that want your flaws. Exactly. Now, what did you what did you tell her, Vivian? Um I basically told her um, because she was like, oh, you two are flawless or something like that, which I felt mm-hmm. like she was just trying to, you know, have excuses. And I basically. Yeah, because took- I'm not I ba- flawless. Exactly. None of us are. <laughs> I mean, I was actually just talking to this other girl the other day and she was complaining about something. I was like, yeah, I have my days, too. And she was like, oh, my God, you have your days. Uh, bitch, I'm human. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> What do you guys think I am? A bionic robot with no yes. feelings? Like, I don't, yes. I don't understand. I'm human. I have my days, too. The only difference is I have my circle of people that I talk about with, and I'm always solution-oriented. I don't dwell, mm-hmm. I don't dwell on my problems. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. But anyways, I told her there are plenty of African-American women killing the game. You know, like, there's no such thing as flawless you just have to figure out what your strong selling point is and market the shit out of it and, mm-hmm. you know, work on your confidence, work on your presentation of yourself. Like until you feel confident, don't even bother getting into this business, because if you're going to be second guessing yourself every step of the way, it's not going to work for you. It's going to be exactly. going to be easy for guys to prey on you because they're going to see that you're insecure and they're going to prey on that. And you're not it's not going to work out. So stop it with that. Oh, black women whatever whatever we're killing it <laughs> yeah we're winning you know like it's it's it, ugh, i can't for all i, I, mean, I was i was yeah. i was a little annoyed um by her comment but i also understood where she was coming from with her insecurity and all that stuff and that's why i said it the way i said it and i didn't curse her out but i really wanted to curse her out because i'm like what anywho so oh yeah. my god, don't curse. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I miss, I basically told her what I just said. Uh, f- find your strong selling point and and work on that. Nobody's perfect, you know. We it, it's it's not an easy business. Nothing is it easy. Is not. You have to put in work. And gone are the days, the back page days, where you could just post an ad 
and your phones would be ringing and you're booking all these appointments, whether or not they were quality ones or not, but at least your phones are ringing. Now girls are so distraught because they don't have a place where they can get that quick phone ring yeah, anymore. It's not, it's not quick anymore. And they're freaking the fuck out. No, you just have to change your strategy. That's all. You just have to tweak, mm-hmm. just tweak a few things. But yes, you can do it. I don't give a shit what skin condition you have. I mean, is it psoriasis? Kim Kardashian has that and she seems to be fine. So like, I don't, I don't know what your skin condition is, but figure it out and get your confidence up. Otherwise it's not going to work for you. But anyways, moving on. Um, Our guest today is a dominatrix and calls herself the original sex work strategy consultant. She has been profiled by Rolling Stone and Vice. Hello, Yevgenia. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's amazing to be here. I've been wondering when you guys were going to ask me to be Are on. you serious right now? Are you, are, are you going to act like we haven't been chasing you down? Thank you so much for coming on. Like, she literally stood us up the first time. But I'm not going to give you shit because I love you and I love your work. So, oh my God. Girl, blame blame me, but also blame the life folk. <laughs> Well, all we, these, were, we weren't even gonna put your business out there, but okay. all these, all these, guys, I didn't know man. about it. Oh yeah, all these read? guys been oh, telling me that I'm you don't fat. Read anything. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. No, so I figured I'd use their money and get some lipo. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. There you go. You didn't read the email. Oh, mm-hmm. Chantel. No, I haven't. <laughs> Listen, I've been. I've been working on manifesting, okay, ever since uh, the interview ever with since Leora. Like less than 24 hours ago. Anywho. Well, I mean, the show <laughs> isn't going to air until, like, I don't know when the show is going to air. Oh, uh, Jesus. Let's they get don't know. started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so can you let the listeners know a little bit about your background, who you are, and how you got to where you are today? Sure. Yeah. Um, I used to work for BBC America and also CBS. Uh, oh my the God, channels. there's yeah. that BBC again. Big back call. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. For us, but I, but for I, us Americans. But I know that's what BBC why, is, but I always think about big black cock every time I hear that. I don't know why. <laughs> but that's why I had to say the channels. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was working for them almost full time while going to school. And it was uh, it was difficult because I've been wanting to work in TV. And finally, I got it. I got a paid job. Yes. You know? But uh, they basically told me that I have to have uh, a degree in order to get promoted. But in order to get promoted, I needed to finish my degree, which would have taken me a really long time since I was working for them about 30 hours a week. And they were not paying me a great deal. One day, I literally could not afford to commute to work. Um, So I stuck it out at home. I pretended like I was in and out of, you know, of the office. And it just was not, I think I pulled it off for about two weeks until they noticed that I wasn't actually physically there. And it was around that time. (laughs) So see, that's how you know corporate America. The how did you do that for two? How did you doing. do that for two weeks? That's amazing. Oh, it was uh, it was pretty easy considering that the headquarters for BBC America at the time they were split level, so they had like um, they had like six floors of a high rise in Midtown Manhattan. But the problem was that in order to get from one 
chunk of floors to the other because they were separated. You had to go all the way down to the first floor, take the express elevator and go back up. And so they weren't really trying to mingle too much with the people that were on the other floors that weren't connected. And I was separated from like the HR people and from my boss. So I had a handy excuse. But when they keep asking to see me, you know, every so often, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, just jumped out. They start looking a little closer. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But it was around that time when I realized that I'd rather do sex work anyway, because if I was going to be working you know, 30 hours a week for this company and they were not going to be working with me in order to help me work for them, then what's the point? Uh Right. Exactly. So did you, so did you start sex work like after you quit or like while you were there? It was, it was concurrently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started doing sex work like in the form of uh, camming and stuff like that. But uh, actually like now that I think about it, I mean, it started off even earlier than that because I did uh, I did a porn shoot like when I just turned 18 and that was a few years before, um, you know, I ever did camming. So I kind of jumped into it backwards. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So did porn, then did camming, then did a you know, bunch of like fetish shoots. And now I do phone sex domination, escorting, and also like real time doming, but not the dungeon kind, not the kind with a whip or whatever. So where did you grow up? Because you're obviously Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where did, where did you grow up? Uh, former Soviet Union, then uh, St. Petersburg in Russia, then New Jersey, and then New York. Oh, because you sound more American than you do. Like, totally American. I mean, even your Russian is not Russian. I said that. That's like my my only Russian word. I had a Russian uh, sugar daddy. I live live in Miami, and we have a lot of Russians here. You are not, or at least you don't sound Russian-y. <laughs> Who me? Her the, Russians yeah. Russian. Wow. Ba- based based on the Russians that uh, I've encountered on this side of the pond, mm. you sound way more American. That's because I moved to the U.S. when I was ten, so that would make uh, sense. Yeah, that does that definitely make sense. So, <laughs> on one of our previous episodes, we expressed our dissatisfaction with the term "sex work." Mm-hmm. We feel it doesn't paint the adult entertainment industry in a positive light. Can you share your take on that phrase? Well, yeah, I, I actually think that it's quite good because what's the alternative? I mean, hooker, prostitute. Adult, like... adult entertainment. <laughs> sure, but not everyone is an entertainer. Uh, not all forms of sex work know. are entertainment. I do uh, I, I think I think that the reason why sex work as a phrase exists is because there needs to be this very clear delineation of sex work being work, where before mm. it was just kind of considered to be, you know, the, the woman lays back, spreads her legs, and that's it. But sex work actually shows that you're working and I think is much better than a lot of the other alternatives because not everyone is going to use the term adult entertainer. Why? Because I feel like we're all entertaining. Like, sure. What, but... what, what form of sex work would you think is not considered entertainment? 
Okay. Um, survival sex work on the street. Is that considered adult entertainment to you? Well, they're, they're still entertaining whoever the fuck that they're with, their clients. Okay. Um, that's, that's fair. However, I don't think that it's the best phrase in order to use, you know, in order to like show that all of us uh, are under the same umbrella. Sex work is supposed to unite, not other. And I think adult entertainer sounds more like a porn star, sounds more like someone. Well, that's someone... semantics and, you know, uh, but but so is, so is your issue so is your issue with with sex work you know how, if, how about how about we have a happy medium what about like adult worker but uh, because not, weird well first of all <laughs> first of all not every sex worker is an adult either so there's that too oh so is it the adult part no it's just then then we can dive into a whole rabbit hole which we don't want to go into but i feel like it's a semantics thing where and then for me, I'm thinking based on how mainstream America sees us. And if we're trying to make strides in the real world and in mainstream world where, you know, we want to be treated as equals and we want to have rights and all that good shit. That work, the, the sex work, that phrase, peop, you mentioned that and people are already like, you know, in Looney Tunes land. Like, They're going like, to like I, I like like be like that. I feel like it's a regardless. PR problem. I feel like no, it's a gonna... PR problem. And we mm. need to like work together and figure out something better because at the end of the day, perception is reality. You cannot force somebody to see things your way. Like you need to make them feel it from their point of view. And, and you think- I, I, know, I know for a fact when people hear the term sex work, they're already thinking, oh my God, some girl is shot up in the room somewhere, you know, with a pimp beating her, making her sick. Uh, suck 10,000 dicks like aha uh-huh. so I, I see already, i see what your issue with sex work is now see that's that's a, a form of problem no no see that's that's a form of hierarchy that's that's wanting to distance yourself Girl, from the reality if, if we're, of if we're going of, to if we're gonna lobby and actually move in politics we need to do things in a certain way this is not no, about, we don't this is not about distancing yourself. This is not about all that good stuff. Because we can march all day long. We can do all that stuff. I rather have results. <sighs> You're not going to get those results if you don't realize that sex work also encompasses uh, survival sex workers as well as drug said, sex workers. Nobody said it doesn't. I just told you it's a PR problem. And if we're going to deal with the powers would be we need to speak their language so we can get what we want this is not about oh realizing you know survival sex work whatever i already know that shit i'm on this side of the pond but in order for us to actually make strides in the political world which is where we will actually survive and thrive and actually get laws made to protect us we need to speak their language no, we don't. But, that's called that's but, called respectability politics. We're not going to play that game because no. it doesn't matter what we call ourselves. We can call ourselves unicorns and rainbows, and they're going to figure out a way to make that sound bad. Oh well, maybe we should call ourselves unicorns and rainbows then. <laughs> I like I like the term unicorn. <laughs> of course you do. It's already taken. It's oh, already taken. Uh, Wait, who's using it? Uh, women that are supposed to be the third in a threesome with a couple. Oh, for for swingers. Yes. Are, are they are they yeah. are they getting paid? Or are they just like a couple? 
No, it's just a couple. Oh, yeah. come yeah. on. Come on. They don't need that No, word. no. Well, it's, I know, right? No, but <laughs> we need it. It's the girl that shows up as a single woman to play with paired people. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next question, Santo. Oh, so what are your thoughts on the seemingly new attacks on single women, like the uh, the ban with Nello, um, the restaurant in New York where they were banning women from sitting at the bar, and then Marriott's horrific training policy to scrutinize single women that are traveling alone. What are your thoughts on that? I think that it's not any different from anything that's ever happened before. It's just that we're noticing it more now. The problem with, uh, you know, with Nello, for example, is not a problem that's new. This has been happening since what, like the fifties, basically Uh, in the fifties, sixties and seventies. I mean, women would say routinely that there are many restaurants where they were not allowed to sit by themselves at the bar or just even having dinner. So this isn't necessarily a new problem. This is a resurgence of an old problem that went away for a short amount of time and only in our part of the world, because that still happens in other parts of the world already. And And what are your thoughts about that? I mean, we're not going to be able to do anything about it if we don't consolidate, if we don't, you know, stand up for ourselves and say, we're not going to be dragged back into the past because this is this is a past problem that's still occurring which means that we can get rid of it because it's been held at bay for a while but we're seeing a return to to the olds now a lot of even men on twitter for example talking about how they are now considering themselves christian for example and they want to be considered christian because they feel that it gives them the right to say whatever they want and do whatever they want regarding women. So there's definitely like this return to antiquity, mm. but not on a good mm. it, it feels like the handmaid's tale is coming to real life right now. And <laughs> you I, know, that's actually that. on my list of things to watch because I heard about it. Maybe because it just sounds so atrocious. I haven't it is gotten atrocious. around to it. It's atrocious. It's and you have list. to like you have to like it's make sure list. that you're in a good mood so that you don't go kill people after you watch it. Because oh my, it's yeah, that it's, deep. It's pretty. It, <laughs> I mean, when you you start like, it wasn't that bad until I started noticing how a lot of it was like, oh wait, this is already happening in real life, and then that's when you hey, start life angry. imitates art. <laughs> yeah, but the book was made in the eight. The book was written in the eighties. Well, women have been controlled since forever, at least. I know, but... Women have been attempted to be controlled since forever. Listen, I thought things were getting better, okay? No, see, Margaret... Margaret Atwood was very, very clear when she wrote the book that every single thing that you read about in the book is actually based off of real events happening at that time at some point, you know, like at some part of of the planet. It's not anything that has stopped happening. She specifically wanted to make that clear. And so The Handmaid's Tale is so popular now because we're seeing a lot of the same stuff popping up again, Mm -hmm. but now here. Yeah, now here in America. See, I didn't know about Mm, the stuff mm, in the rest mm. of the world. And so I'm like, wait, this happens other places? Like, I I travel so that I can learn about other cultures and things, but, you know, sometimes you just can't know everything. But yeah, it's popping up here in America and it's quite scary and I'm not here for that shit. So we all need no to be together. No one is there. 
We well, some people are apparently, but we all need to <laughs> band together and boycott these places because hitting them in their wallets is the only thing that makes them respond. And also shaming them socially. People they don't really respond. they don't really care about that as long as the money's coming in. When you're socially shamed, nobody wants to be there either. So you're also you're disgusting and nobody's spending money on you. It's, it's like gross. a double whammy. So, okay, so what do you think is a misconception about companions? Or we will say sex work since you prefer that term. Well, I think the misconception is that we are not intelligent, that we are not people that can actually speak on politics. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, like, I, I used to get that a lot in conversations with other sex workers publicly on Twitter. I would get a lot of men specifically coming up to us, you know, in these conversations and just intruding and saying things like, you know, what is this porn star Congress over here? Like, who told you hoes to get this deep? Mm, You know, like, mm, it's like, mm. not only do they expect us to be dumb, but they also expect us to play dumb and to do so all the time. And, like, shut up, be pretty Well, shut up. There are some books that tell women to play dumb as well. So, like, it's it's a rhetoric that's, you know, recurring. Yeah, those books are stupid. Yeah. Well... There's there's a definite benefit to playing dumb. But yeah, but at, not... at your, for your own benefit, not because somebody told you to. Like obviously, everything is a it's is a it's chess. <laughs> you know, as a woman, you do what you need to do, and women have been doing this for years to get what they want. But to just tell women, oh, you know, you you don't need to be as smart or you know even though you're smart just just make yourself look dumb you know just so you look a certain way or whatever whatever that's the rhetoric that's been going on forever but we're not we're not talking about women being told to to do this we're talking about men who have an expectation of sex workers as being stupid and they then believe that even if we are well educated that we should still then shut up anyway because our only purpose is to provide, as you call it, entertainment to them. That's why I don't like that term because I don't feel like my job, my role is to entertain anyone. I I don't believe that what I do counts as entertainment because I do it on my terms exclusively. I'm not a dancing monkey in front of these guys. You know, and I and I refuse to be seen like one. And I feel as though adult entertainer, if anything, uses my self-worth because that designation of entertainer means that I am there for them, which that is simply not true. I mean, obviously, and we could like, you know, dive deep into this rabbit hole more, but obviously that's not why we're here, but you could, you could perform and do everything on your terms and it could still be entertaining to someone, whether or not you see it that way. Like you're a dominant. I just feel like, I, I just feel like entertainer is, at, at least to me, I feel like it's patronizing because I'm not. I understand, but you're a dominatrix, not, yes? Fendom? Just regular I'm, I'm also, I'm also uh, a companion as well, so. Okay, so you're a companion, you're a dominatrix, and mm-hmm. there are men, no matter how much you do it on your terms or whatever, or you beat them to death or whatever, and they're still entertained by it. They gain pleasure from it. Sure. But I see as entertainment. But that not, oh, you dance monkey so I can give you money. 
It's just that, it's kind of like going to the movies for entertainment. These movie makers make the movies because that's what they want to make. And then we're entertained by it. That's how I that's how I see it. But then how come you don't call an actor an entertainer, like a film entertainer? You call them an actor. But the, but they do call themselves entertainer. The words are enter- interchangeable. Not really. They call themselves actors, entertainers. I mean, even freaking musicians call themselves entertainers too. But I guess that's like their world. So they get to claim that term. But at mm. the end of the day, we basically make people uh, leave their reality and bring them to a different world. That's basically what we do for, for a short period of time. We're no different than actors and musicians because we literally transcend and, you know, transport people from their present state to a fantasy world or whatever you would call it for a very short period of time. That's what I see as entertainment. Not, we oh, are please, da- dance for me, monkey, so I can pay you. No. We are different from entertainers, in my opinion, uh, and we are definitely di- like different from actors because actors do not have the same stigma that we do. Actors do not have the same political issues that we do. Actors don't have the same discrimination as we do. We have to div- we have to band together around a labor issue. This isn't simply about what is the most uh, palatable, you know, as a as a phrase or a term. We have to band together because we're saying the same thing, but I think you're not understanding me. So maybe we should just like move on with the rest of the interview because I don't want to like keep this argument going because I feel like you're not understanding me and we're literally saying the same thing. It sounds like you Mm. both understand each other, you both just don't like the words that each other wants. Exactly, that's yeah. I I, I, I agree with that. See, I'm thinking more of using words that will get us where we want to go faster. Whereas she's more of a, a civil rights activist where she's like, let's stand our ground and, you know, make them recognize who we are and not back down, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm thinking more faster results today. That doesn't, it doesn't work that differ. way. It doesn't work. That Obviously, way. N- neither of our stuff works that way, but we have our own vision of where we want to go. No, but it, but it does, because if we can get people to see us as more than just hookers or whatever then i think that that's still a win i don't care if they call us entertainers i care i care if they see what we do as work that's what i care about and a lot of people don't don't. today they still don't whereas i'm like i want to pass laws and do things where we can move and shake and run our own damn world with politics and money, which is that's where moves are, you know, laws are made and changes are made. I'm all about doing what we need to do to get our win. And then we take over the world. But who is, who to is me, we? It's who is we? Us, us who, who is quote unquote sex workers. But there are so many different kinds of sex workers who all want different things. That's why you can't just lump everyone together like that. You can't, you can't okay. say us or we, because us and we doesn't exist. Well, you just you just said adult entertainer wasn't inclusive. It's not. And now I just said now I just said sex workers, and now you're still saying that's not inclusive because everybody no, no, no. wants different things. But that's just life. Everybody wants different things in life. I want the basic rights. But what are the I don't, basic I don't, rights? I don't. I don't want situations where people write people off just because of what they do for a living. What are basic? What are and, the basic rights you're looking for? 
Well, in America, let's take America, for example, whenever a crime is committed against a sex worker, usually that's like passed off because, oh, she's a sex worker. Usually girls can't report crimes against them because they're sex workers because nobody takes them seriously. So if we can lobby, because America is all about lobbying, if we can lobby and push to decriminalize sex work and so many different variations, we can change certain things. Lobby how with whose money? That's where we all band together. All, it, all industries that's... have their own lobbyists. But that's a, diff- that's a topic for another day. But I'm saying if we could all band together and change politics to our benefits, we can get a win versus having people see us a certain way. That really, that's not going to change anything. You can't convince people, you know, against their own uh, free will. You can't do that. But you can't make change with laws. But how do you make change with laws? How do you make change with laws if you're not going to change perception first? How is that going to work exactly? Oh, I, are, you, are you serious? Have you, can, have you not seen the laws that are can I ju- Can I just <laughs> say that my only problem with the term sex work is that I, I feel like whenever I identify as a sex worker or, you know, somebody just, you know, um, labels me as a sex worker, I feel like um, outside of our industry, like to the vanilla population, they basically reduce me down to my vagina. That's the part that I don't like is being reduced down to my vagina because of the word sex being used. No, but, but no, real quick, back to the law thing. Laws are passed because there's money behind it. It has nothing to do with perception. With politics in America, it has nothing to do with how, you know, who sees what. It's whoever is spending the money at, in Washington to lobby the politicians to pass those bills. So you're telling that's me, what I'm talking So you're about. telling me that that gays got the right to marry before queer eye for the straight guy. But queer eye for the straight guy was not a lobbyist. No, but what I'm saying is it helped change perception. And then after that is when the law actually got passed. So you can't No, the the law got passed because they needed like another you know, thing to make them look because Obama passed it during his term, right? But that's because the perception had already I, been changed. I I actually disagree, but, you know, we could go at this forever. I'd love that, actually. <laughs> we don't have that's, all day, though. That's, well, that's, that's kind of that's well, what I, I came on here to do. Don't, we don't have, we, but we don't have all day. Like, this show wait, cannot it, be wait, five hours on. longer. Nobody wait, will listen to it. You keep on the show to argue? What? I mean, wait—is that what she said? No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't hear. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm just here. No. I'm just here right now. I mean, uh, Yevgenia, you obviously came out here to. We we were here to talk about uh, the war on women. That's pretty much the the basis of this show. But you know how uh, shows and entertainment work. If we make this show five hours long, nobody's gonna listen. Yeah, they would. So- <laughs> If you two keep going at it, they will listen. They're like, who is going to win this argument? And then Chantel, Chantel it's, for the first the time thing. is silent. That's the thing. It's not about winning, though. This is not about me and her. This is about a bigger picture. We just have different views on how we are going to get to the same place. I honestly feel. But next question. Okay. <laughs> so continuing with the war on women. Uh, how do you uh, share your thoughts about uh, SESTA-FOSTA? I mean, 
I am against it. <laughs> like, what, 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 Same. I, I, I don't really know what I can say that hasn't already been said. Well, we want to hear your thoughts. Uh, okay. See, SESTA-FOSTA is, uh, is just another way for the government, in my opinion, to have passed a federal law against prostitution, which they have not been able to do um, ever. Uh, so before that, it was just state by state. Now it's on a more federal level, and they are also using it as an excuse to just bring women down and other marginalized communities down even more. Because after FOSTA-SESTA then came uh, the attempts to regulate banking when it comes to human trafficking. So, And we already know that human, mm-hmm. human trafficking is the scapegoat here when in reality... Yep. Uh, you know, they won't even lift a finger if an actual sex trafficking victim were to come forward. I mean, I actually got um, I got suspended from Twitter um, for for good. Like my my old account is totally gone. Um, I and, just I just saw that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So I I got I got banned because a man who is actually sex trafficking women uh, got his followers to you know, come together and, and suspend me over some nonsense. But the, the funny thing is that no one is actually doing anything. When I called, uh, for example, the, uh, the hotline, uh, you know, against like human trafficking, there's like, there's like one specifically for that uh, to report cases and stuff. Um, when I did that, they didn't seem to really care too much. They, uh, they were concerned, but it just wasn't really at the top of their priority list because the, wow, this was yeah because the they're guy, just they're just there to take money. They're just there to take money. That's it. This was a guy that oh, don't I, we I, know if, if I can remember. No, this is the one that had like the online training of like basically how to pimp women. Right? Is, mm-hmm, was exactly. that the one that mm-hmm. okay? Yes. Yeah, that was pretty horrific. Yeah, uh, he uh, he actually brands women. Uh, uh, large number of women actually have his name tattooed on them uh they all live in the same they all live in his house uh in eastern europe and they all give him uh, a steep cut of their earnings and he brags about this he has bought you know aston martins he's bought other luxury cars with uh with the money that he makes from these women camming for him and then calls themselves uh calls himself their pimp Wow. Okay, so they're they're cam models, right? That he's like he's internet pimping, right? That's what he calls it, I think. Basically, except um, even camming is illegal in Bulgaria. So uh, even though he oh, believes damn. that it's even though he believes that it's legal, it's it's not. Uh, porn production and camming are illegal there, and he is still breaking the law. Oh, so he's not wow. in America. Okay, I didn't know that. I thought he was in America for some reason. He's he's American. Uh, he was born in Chicago, uh, so he still oh. has U.S. citizenship. However, he also lives in the U.K. and goes between Romania and Bulgaria very often. And so he would say to me that what he's doing is perfectly legal, and I didn't have time to point out to him that it is in fact not. Wow. So what what can we do as a community to like get him shut down? Uh, there's nothing except, uh, doing something that would honestly probably gross you out. The only, the only thing that you can do is call ice on him. Um, 
ICE already has an open investigation and they're the only ones that actually handle sex trafficking. Uh, I mean, like in a serious way. So... Are we talking really? about ICE in Bulgaria or ICE? No, here? we're talking about ICE in the U.S., but they're able to. Like immigration's then... custom enforcement yep. handles but sex yep. trafficking. Really? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay, I'm confused. Is Are his girls in America or are they in Bulgaria? They're in Bulgaria, but he himself is an American citizen pimping women out abroad, so. Huh. So, like, I feel like where we would run into issues is that he's American, so there's no deportation there. And for them to prosecute him, Bulgarian government would have to be cooperating with the United States government, which do we think that's going to happen? Exactly. So he's not he's not a dumb guy. He knows exactly yeah. what he's doing. But, you know, that still doesn't stop me personally from Obviously. having a problem with what he's doing. We always have to speak out for sure. Yes. Hmm. But That's then the, the other problem, the other problem that you then run into is the issue of, you know, these women are most likely not victims that they made an educated choice, an educated decision to work for him. And yep. And realize that this is the best option that they have of all available employment options. So I'm and not, they're all not going... adults, I'm assuming. Exactly. Of, le- so, of legal age, I mean. So I'm not, I'm not going to, to sit here and say, like, these women must be rescued because I don't, I don't believe that that's the case. I just have a problem with what he is doing. Not with the way that they're making money, but with what he is doing. Yeah. yeah. Because he is, he, in, in a world of, of FOSTA SESTA where we cannot have our own websites even without, you know, looking over our shoulders and being afraid mm-hmm. of being shut down. He has a website where he is selling courses on how to pimp women. Meanwhile, we're being shut mm-hmm. down for mm-hmm. suspicion mm-hmm. of trafficking ourselves. Yeah, I know. That traffic. I know. No, it's funny. All their arrest records literally sound like a fucking comedy show because it literally makes no sense. Like every bus Mm -hmm. they do now is called a trafficking bus, which Mm -hmm. they're all adults, usually all American. And I'm like, so where exactly is the trafficking? And they always put like, oh, one person was recovered from Mm -hmm. who and what? You know, Mm -hmm. but. There is a law now where they actually have to report how many people they recover. So now they're going to start um, meddling with facts and, and creating false uh, victims. So l- let's see how that works out. Pretty and soon they're gonna, we're going to be yeah. victims of ourselves. Yeah, but well, now that, they're going to have to how they manufacture us. evidence. They're going to have to manufacture evidence that, oh, this person was uh, trafficked and we rescued her from who the fuck ever. Yeah, they from have, ourselves. They, That's what they're going to do. They're going to make up the numbers. But they have to report it to the feds now. Before, they didn't have to. Remember, we, we did an article on that? Mm-hmm. Now they have to report it to the feds. So I'm curious to see what exactly they're going to put on the books as the way, they fucking rescued. The way that I see things starting to work is the way that it is right now in places like Belarus and Ukraine. So... Mm-hmm. Where where I see an issue is that when they start to have more and more control over the comings and goings of sex workers, they are then going to start being part of the supply chain. So I can see cops becoming an increasing uh, source of actual 
quote unquote employment for sex workers. They're going to start mm. um, starting up the brothels and the strip clubs and everything. That's what so they then want. It could be... Yeah, they're going to yeah. yeah. be the pimps. The cops are going to be That's yeah. what they fucking want. That's literally yeah. th- this all roads lead to the government controlling sex work. That's literally it's what it's not this even. Is. Well, cops are cops are separate from the government because cops are uh, basically their own lawmakers. And in places like Belarus, where even camming is technically illegal, uh, they wind up like these cam girls wind up working for groups that are part of local law enforcement. So these guys that are basically off duty law enforcement or, you know, their they're associates, crooked, they're just crooked cops, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're, but they're like all crooked that, uh, is the is the problem. Kind of like that that story about the um, the ring of cops in uh, in New York recently that they did. Mm-hmm. What did they do? Like a three year investigation to finally like crack down. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ugh, I well, just... actually, law Law and Order Special Victims Unit just had an episode. About I know. This, like, I saw weekend. it. It was. It yeah. was. Yeah. Last Wednesday or last whatever day mm-hmm. it airs now. Can I just I give props to Law and Order though? Like they've been for been around for like forever. <laughs> Yeah, they hit sure. they touch I, all I, the cases. Ice T has like that's how I know they've been around forever because I'm an Ice T fan. Ice T has been on that show since like forever and a day, and they just did an episode on it. So I guess I have to go watch it because I normally don't watch Law and Order because I can't. Just, oh, I keep. Well, up. I mean, w- they women being abused. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. They, they I can't did an episode. It. They did an episode about my family, um, something that my family did, but it was just inspired by because they can't actually base anything on anything. Wait, they did an episode but... inspired by your family? Yeah, yeah. I've, Wait, I've talked what? About this in the past. Which ep- yeah. episode was this? Because I, ha- I mean, I've seen all of them, but I'll have to go back and watch it. It's uh, it's called Disappearing Acts. Um, it was, I believe, season four. Um, oh my god! And hold on, let me like, write do you this know the... down. <laughs> yeah, please. There's so um, I can, you know, you know the, I, I don't normally watch Law and Order, but I I'm gonna go watch this. So disappearing at season four. I I believe it's season four. It's the one with um with the dad from Home Alone, uh, John Hurd. Uh, so he's in that episode. Can you give us a gist uh, about the episode? I mean, the episode itself, I I don't remember very well, but um the what actually wound up happening is basically my family decided to create their own little um i guess like little russian mob uh their their own organized crime syndicate and Mm -hmm. they they team basically was three brothers that teamed up to create um this very very high quality moonshine that was created in uh one of the oldest distilleries in the united states mccormick um and so uh, they shipped vodka to Russia from the United States in the 90s. And I know that sounds crazy, but at the time, Russian vodka was being exported out um, like in, at massive scale because everyone wanted to try Russian vodka after the wall fell. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so the Russians themselves had a big problem with alcohol and did not have enough to go around so people were very angry and my family basically profited off of this isn't it funny how that works it's like here you are the creator of vodka Mm -hmm. but you can't even keep up with your demand so somebody else scoops in and Mm -hmm. takes over that market this just goes to show that there is a market for everyone 
like mm-hmm. th- oh, there's yeah. something for everyone because people like love to bitch and complain and girls I'm talking about mostly in our business and it's like literally there's a market for everyone like mm-hmm. lit- people are literally importing vodka to Russia <laughs> oh my god I'm totally I'm totally to going back to watch this now. Uh, yeah I have to watch the episode Okay, so can you tell us how you feel that ladies can navigate this new world post FOSTA, SESTA, and stay safe? Uh, staying safe in our line of work is not just you know, that... <laughs> just say what the best you can. <laughs> no, because because you if if you read my Twitter, then you know that I'm very very clear on the fact that it's not like staying safe in our line of work, like, I'm sorry, like, you know, going into sex work, that it's not safe, because of the laws that we have, because of the stigma that we have. And well, so this staying question was safe is intentionally. So <laughs> sure. And I I'm giving a very intent. And I'm giving an intentional answer that that safety, while paramount, is going to be very, very difficult, especially now. So the only thing that you can do is rely on your intuition more than ever. Uh, even, even blacklists are not enough. Even mm-hmm. screening is not enough. Deposits are not enough because you never know. And you have to always rely on your intuition. If you don't, then you are liable to get hurt unfortunately. I mean, I've even, I've gotten hurt by clients that never even laid a finger on me, you know? So it doesn't, just because someone isn't uh, in a, on a blacklist, just because someone is squeaky clean when it comes to their screening, does not mean that they won't be dangerous, does not mean that they won't be harmful. And even though someone could be very well vetted by other professionals, it does not mean that they're going to be that same way with you. It does mm-hmm. not mean that they're going to treat you That's like you treated them. So staying safe is very subjective and it means different things to everyone. So and basically you're telling the girls to walk around in fear. No, what I'm saying is, I'm saying is you got to use your gut. You got to know what, what it's telling you and you have to trust it. Like basically always stay on your toes. Like don't get caught slipping. I mean, As you should be anyway. We, we, all, we all know that, you know, good clients can turn bad. Like yes. even if it's been your client for years, mm-hmm. you always have to, you know, go with that gut instinct. But I'm not even talking about good clients going bad. I'm talking about like clients that, for example, have been low-key abusing other sex workers, but they just didn't really know exactly what's been going on because there are so many ways to abuse someone, mm-hmm. you know, without being overt about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely like, mental there... and verbal abuse. That's for sure. And that's actually mm-hmm. the one that does the most damage. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know companions that won't utilize blacklists that won't utilize other resources or share about this with you know with other sex workers because they feel ashamed because they feel like they don't want mm-hmm. to be known as having slipped up um, and you know it's it's also the way that we talk about ourselves it's it's us blaming ourselves for slipping up when mm-hmm. it's not our fault to begin with it's mm-hmm. theirs for being predatory. Exactly. We blame ourselves and the onus is on us to protect ourselves. So then we then become, you know, victims of our own design, which is the most fucked up thing of all. Mm-hmm. You hear that, ladies? Boss up. I mean, it's, it's basically not even about- what society teaches us is to blame ourselves for everything. 
Exactly. But, so don't, don't, in, don't internalize everything. Oh God, I know too many girls that do this. Like, don't. No, we definitely shouldn't blame ourselves for anything. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you know, then as it, soon it as it just goes down this downward spiral, it's like, oh, did I do? Could I have done this? Should I have the oh, oh? And then it just becomes this whole thing. Meanwhile, the culprits are still out running around, not even thinking about what they just did. You know. Oh, they're they're so. thinking about it and they're masturbating to it. <laughs> are you a sadist <laughs> Jesus <laughs> okay next question <laughs> what is one misconception that people have about you <laughs> oh this is I gonna always, be good I always love when people laugh <laughs> this is gonna be good oh man okay I'm ready I'm ready no no it's honestly um it's not even a misconception because they're kind of right. Um, I, oh. I get called a bitch a lot. I get eh. called like a really, really nasty, nasty person. Uh, eh. And they're not, they're not wrong. Um, you know, people have said that I'm like the female Trump of sex work. It's, there's so many lovely wait, things. Wait, to are, other not racist, workers, are, are other sex workers saying this? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. And yeah. you're not racist, right? So I, I, no. I would, I would denounce the Trump. <laughs> no, I mean I've been called everything under the sun oh, uh, by other sex workers well, too. That yeah. is not how I saw you, which is why I uh, fucking hunted you down to get you on the show. <laughs> so they think you're no. a bitch. Yeah, what's new? Whatever. No, 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 no. But I, I don't. I don't I don't just mean like a bitch like they they think I'm like a scheming like insidious horrible you know like mega cunt bitch so basically uh, don't fuck with you kind of but yeah. at the same time but like they used to people anyway like like they used to they used to want to fuck with me yeah no I'm saying uh, they shouldn't fuck with you I know and you yeah. you shouldn't be fucking with people anyway unless you want the consequences like mm-hmm. a scheming bitch is someone who like you must have done something bad for them to scheme mm-hmm. and plot plot your demise you must mm-hmm. have done something bad so or you just have it, those scheming bitches but that's not the same as somebody nah, who's standing up nah. for herself no a, a scheming bitch that schemes for revenge nah you did something fucked up <laughs> like and I know a couple of those. I'm not one of those, by the way. You, you, you misunderstood. <laughs> you misunderstood. I said that they think I am a scheming bitch. I know, and I went with it as a joke. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. You know I don't what? think they. Uh, they well, because okay, so I've been like following you online for like some years now. And mm-hmm. I've always, like, watched the interactions. Because I actually, like, um, I think it was, like, a couple years ago, I took your night flirt course. Oh, you had a night flirt course? Damn. Mm-hmm. Girl, yeah. Where, where have you been? Uh, yeah, I took her. Because I didn't know anything <laughs> about night flirt. And then I saw, like, you, like, I don't know how I came across you. But I may- maybe somebody, like, retweeted it or something. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. so I took one of your night flirt courses. So I had been uh, following you for a while. And it's just, it's like every, it's kind of like one of those things where I don't necessarily think you're a bitch. It's just you stand up for yourself. You stand up for sex workers and women's rights. And then people are like, oh, she has an opinion about something. And she wants to be treated fairly and equally and not be abused. She must be a fucking bitch. 
I mean, so I, I actually, misconception I, didn't, for sure. I didn't see anything bitchy about you anyway. Like all I saw was, oh, this is someone that has a voice and actually is saying the right things. She needs to come on the show and say all those things. So that so way that, you can have a bigger why, platform. But that's why it's a misconception because they think that she's a bitch just because she's speaking out for herself. And I'm saying don't fuck with people if you don't want them to scheme on your ass. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Don't fuck with uh, Yevgenia, if I said it correctly, (laughs) if you don't want her to scheme and plot your demise. (laughs) Like, leave her alone, people. Leave her alone. Okay. Oh, they they mostly they mostly have they mostly have they've they've learned their lesson. (laughs) Exactly. See, see, being a bitch is good. Okay, so uh, you you posted recently about having a wealthy cuck boyfriend. How did you two meet? And tell us more. Uh, well, uh, he's he's old news at this point. I well, we know ass, that. Uh, we know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, I missed so, it. When did you? I still them? want the story. I still want <laughs> all of it. Um, I met him from FetLife, uh, or no, I met him on Adult. Hold on, no, I actually met him on Adult Friend Finder. (laughs) Oh, you know, I heard good things about that app, but go on. Oh, really? It's it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a really really shitty website. Um, it's been around since mid '90s, I think, and it's it's a it's strictly a hookup website it's not anywhere where you should be talking about sex work in fact they deleted one of my accounts once for uh asking guys if they were going to fly me out not even just you know is this like, recently actually yes not, this was like post fosta sesta yeah oh, of course they uh they basically said that i can't even allude to any exchange of anything so i can't even wow. ask a guy for an uber if i wanted to because that's a violation foster sesta yeah so how is he gonna get the pussy to his door well they want they want you to figure <laughs> that out so uh, if, pussy so on delivery girl, so if uh, a girl is you know just wanting to slut it up one night and go get her some but she can't afford to like uber herself they're, they're like no broke bitch like, you don't deserve you don't deserve cock bro. you don't deserve dick <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so you met him on Adult Friend Finder, and tell us the goings. Sure. Um, so me and my best friend, um, who is not a sex worker, um, we decided to just, like, meet some other random guy earlier that evening, which we did. Like, we kind of, like, fucked around with him for a little bit. And then we were sitting around in a restaurant, like, around midnight, bored as hell. Um, and all of a sudden, I get a message from this guy who's like, hey, you want to come to Staten Island? Uh, we're like, okay, sure, I guess. Uh, so he got us an Uber out there. Um we decided to, you know, like come to his house like after midnight, which is stupid of us, but whatever. I do well, that kind of stuff all the time. Things, right? Yeah, I mean, I, but yeah. I'm also a risk taker, so me personally, I don't really mind. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it for other people. Um, okay. And you know, she and I wound up showing up there, and I just, I took charge of him like immediately. Um, I like walked up to him and I could tell he was just like putty in my hands. He, um, he ate her out, uh, in front of me. And then I don't know, like she was starting to get sleepy. So she left and I stayed. 
but I was only staying in New York for like a short amount of time then. And mm-hmm. he, so like he got me an Uber back to her place. And then later that same day, like decided to come back and pick me up like from Harlem and get my stuff and like my suitcase and everything, like bring it to his place. So I was staying with him. Okay. And, um, yeah, and he took me to like his mansion in the Poconos. He, um, you know, took me like flying for a bit. Uh, took me to Florida. I mean, this is all like in the span of a month. Um, and I'm assuming and- money was also made. Please tell me money was made. <laughs> of course, yeah. Otherwise, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, money was made. Yes. Yay! Yes, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about that kind of stuff though. That's it not. Doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. It needs to be talked about because so many girls are out here, you know, Ubering themselves for dick appointments. So we, we right. need to let them know this is not how to conduct yourself. Yay. Okay. That's all we're going to say about that. I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that, you know, you, you, you got your dick. <laughs> <laughs> but then why did you dump him? Uh, he was disrespectful to my friend. Uh, well, that's definitely a yeah. good reason. You're a yeah. loyal he, friend he, for sure. He got comfortable. I'm sure the way he did it probably was not great. Oh, he was he was very very comfortable in, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. He, got uh, too comfortable. he, he made some uh, some racist and homophobic remarks, Ooh, not in oh, her no. presence, but to me, and uh, had said a lot of things that were quite nasty. So I told mm. him to uh, to get gone. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So we need friends like true you. Friendship, exactly. It's not about what they do in front of you. It's about what they do when you're not around. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. So, have you worked in any other line of sex work? I know you said you did that one porn when you were 18, but have you done anything else? Mm-hmm. So I did the porn. I did. Um, I did fetish clips for a guy that had a store on clips for sale back in like, I don't know, 2008. Um, I did camming, like nude camming. Um, I did non-nude camming. I've done regular phone sex. I've done domination phone sex. Um, I've done escorting. Um, I think that's about it. No stripping? Uh, Strip, strip, hooray. No, I don't have, honestly, I don't have the patience or the the pole skills for that i'm, I'm also well, not very like the patience i'm not, I'm not very right. physically agile the, the patience <laughs> yes is really what it's about the pole skills not really i don't have the patience either yeah it's, it's all about the patience because then you have to work actual shifts and i guess as a girl in college you don't really notice it because you know you got other things going on and you're like oh you know i'll hang out with dudes that are paying me but now mm-mm. Nah, I, yeah. I, I rather have my own uh, little private session for a few hours where I'm paying guaranteed money than go to some mm-hmm. place where you don't know what's going to happen, who's going to walk in the door. But yeah, I hear Oh, you. exactly. Yeah. I hear No, I, I mean, I love, I love doing what I do. Um, and it's been a long time coming that I started doing the actual like escorting thing, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm glad that. I tried it out and I don't, it's not in any way a big source of my income, but it's, it's definitely like one of the things that I do enjoy the most, even if it is one of the hardest. What, when did you start escorting? Uh, this was October, 2017. 
Oh, okay. So wait, so what do you say is not the big chunk of your money? Escorting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of it comes from uh, from phone sex domination and like just hey. like online domination. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what your main niche was. So basically it's the phone sex domination and then sideways escorting. Well, okay. So what I, what I do, and I've, I've started being more open about this with people in the last couple of years, but um, I own a company where I have like basically, I don't know, seven or eight different night flirt accounts. And okay. I go to... I go to Russia several times a year in order to source um, original content from models. So ah. I go there. I find women that that will shoot for me. I then pay them for their time and for the content. I then retain the rights to that content. And then I can sell that content to whomever I please, whether it's in the form of, um, you know, selling off the actual content itself, like bulk to another mm-hmm. Uh, provider or it's you know selling them as pay to views to my clients so are you based in russia no 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 Uh, i'm based now in new york oh okay that's what i thought for some reason i don't know i was like is she in russia i don't know she seems like she's in the united states but i don't know but um, i'm always traveling Uh, i was yeah i lived i lived in montreal for a few but you heard that ladies she started with I own a company. Just just mm-hmm. remember remember those words. She owns a company <laughs> that makes her money. This is where we all want to get to in life. Okay, so so with uh, all the millions that you're making, is there <laughs> is there anything millions? In, <laughs> is there anything that you're investing in right now that you feel other ladies should uh, invest in? If you're if you're talking about things like stocks, uh, absolutely not. If you're talking about other kinds of investments, in general, sure. just in, in general, in general anything, anything that will give them return on their money. Mm-hmm. So I've so for example, for the longest time, I've had fears of any kind of surgery, and I started getting very small cosmetic surgeries here and there, and then that's when I got the uh, I got the lipo like pretty recently, and I don't I don't care about talking about it like it's not. I don't, I don't believe in any sort of stigma around plastic surgery or um, any kind of surgery to enhance your looks. But like, basically I, I had some weight around my mix, you know, midsection that I was hoping to get rid of. And this just did it faster. So I went to Russia, got that done super quick, um, got some of it put in my ass. And honestly, I love the results. Um, I have what could basically pass for a flat stomach now, uh, which is awesome. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of great. I think that investing in your looks is a really, really smart thing to do, especially if it's that is that that is not the first time we've heard that, ladies. Are you yeah. are you listening? I think yeah. Jane said it too, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, so how like, does your? I want to know how does your ass look now? You love it? Uh, um, she's gonna have to send us a picture, otherwise it didn't happen. Well, see the <laughs> the actual. The, the lipo filling itself, it, it wasn't like a, like a BBL. It's not a Brazilian butt lift. Um, I had the option of doing that, but I uh, opted out because I didn't want to ever go for an unnatural look. And there's a lot of women for whom unnatural looks are better than natural. But for me, I've mm-hmm. always prided myself on looking as natural as possible uh, to mm-hmm. my actual body shape. And I was not blessed with a big ass growing up. I just wasn't. So I 
and I didn't have a dedication to go to the gym and, and get it via squats. So I decided to just get a little bit put in there just like so that's, to get that subtle bump, you know? Oh, okay. So just a, just a little umph to what you already yeah. have. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And nice. I, I, I feel like if you're going to be, you know, putting money, so they're going to be putting it where you can get a good return on investment and investing in your looks will always get you a return. Exactly. Cause we already know our, our clients are very visual. So, I mean, obviously don't go crazy ladies. Cause yeah. In there, fact, there are, there are some people fact, out when, there that just do the most. And I'm like, no, <laughs> when, uh, when I was speaking to an esthetician in Russia, they told me that you shouldn't get your lips done more than once a year, even if the, even if you think the results are gone, because they said that even if it looks like it's gone, it's not. And your, your face has changed, but because you look at yourself every day, you haven't noticed. So you shouldn't go more than once a year because you're going to wind up with the super blown up lips that, Mm -hmm. you know, that just don't look good on anyone in my opinion. Because you think that they're not big enough. Exactly. And, oh, God, we see that in Miami and, you know, just South Florida in general. It's like the blow-up lips, which I suppose to each his own. But, ladies, don't, don't go overboard. Basically, don't do anything that you can't reverse later. Oh, no. I mean, I'm... Problem. I'm... I'm not against, I'm not against extreme plastic surgery. I'm not against, um, you know, looking unnatural. I think that every person has a choice of how they want to look. Exactly. However, yeah. However, if, if what you're looking for is just a little bit extra, then it's not smart to go back too soon for enhancements because you yeah. have to, you have to get used to the way that your face looks. As, yeah, and know. and also if you're not sure a hundred percent, look at photos. Do, yeah, don't and also don't do stuff that's super permanent that you might have buyer's remorse and then now you're fucked. Like I, I say, I say always do before and after photos. Yeah, um, like there there was a moment Baby after steps. my lipo. There was a moment after my lipo where I wasn't sure if it did anything. And then I looked at a photo of myself from December and a photo of myself from a few days ago. And uh, I mean, the difference in time is what, like less than two months. But I started looking and I'm like, oh, wow, like the silhouette is completely different. And so even if I personally, when looking in the mirror, couldn't always tell, the photos did not lie. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Okay, so how do you think we in the adult entertainment slash sex worker (laughs) industry can start our own bank? Because we certainly need it with all the financial institutions giving us a hard time. Um, I don't think it's feasible. Um, Really? there There was already an attempt to do so in India, and they literally ran out of money and had to shut down. Really? Mm-hmm. So you really don't think a bunch of badass smart bitches can get together and start our own shit? No, I think that the ones I think that the ones with the most amount of money that because I mean a bank needs money to start. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that the people with the money are not going to want to part with it for social justice type reasons. I think people with but money there will be a are going to be on the back end. 
but that's not how everyone sees it. And in fact, a lot of sex workers don't, don't agree with, you know, with sex work advocacy and don't do anything. This is why we don't go anywhere in life. Pretty much. That's not, that's not true. That's not true. I think that that's, Mm. that's blaming. I think that's blaming sex workers, but if we were to look at this, if we were to look at people's motivations, I think that it becomes clearer when you look at things like, you know, why don't the most popular FinDoms, for example, ever do, um, you know, any kind of advocacy work? Why don't they use their platforms and the amounts of money that they have, which is clearly in the millions of dollars? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't they use that in order to, you know, to help the rest of us? They don't and they won't because that's not where their priority is. And, their priority is to make money. And I'm going to go on the limb here and say chances are they did start and try to get involved and somebody shut them down and they're like well fuck this shit i'm making all this money anyway if people don't want to see the bigger picture i'm out Mm, i i I don't really think that that's the case Mm, um i think so most of most of the women that i have that I have met and that I've seen on Twitter who make the most amounts of money and show it, um, they're not, they're not terribly interested in, you know, in sex worker rights or advocacy because they don't see themselves as sex workers. They just see themselves as, you know, bad bitches making lots of money. That's we, why I'm we saying are all sex bad work is important. Making lots of money. But we're also sex workers. And that's yeah, why that's I actually don't saying in the cam world, they don't see themselves as sex workers and mm-hmm. they look down on escorts. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep. looks down on everybody. See, this is why we can't get ahead. Anywho, next question. So what is the biggest mistake that you've made in your sex work life? Mm-hmm. So you're just not, so not going to say adult entertainment life? She already said that she doesn't <laughs> identify as an adult entertainer. So why would I say that to her? <laughs> See, thank you. Thank you for that. I actually appreciate that. Uh, I'm um, just giving both of you shit. Oh, my God. Do Russians not have sense of humor? Jesus. Uh, Russians Russians are not known for sense of no. humor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, fi- I figured that at this point. <laughs> but go ahead, please. Um, my biggest mistake has been honestly like caring about clients in more than just a professional fashion. And I know it sounds super cliche, but basically like growing feelings for clients. Uh, I mean, we're human beings. Now, are you saying romantic feeling? Just being empathetic and just caring as you would for anybody that you've grown to know. No romantic feelings. Ah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And what, yeah, would, what would you say your um, cure for that was? Uh, I haven't figured it out yet because oh. it still happens. Oh, so yeah, you're a hopeless happens. romantic. Aw. <sighs> That's cute. Mm. And here I thought you were like a, you know. Stone, stone cold, cold bitch, huh? Fox, you <laughs> yeah. know, take all their money. You know, take no, no. prisoners. No. How, how long have you been following her on Twitter, Vivian? Look, all, all, all I ever read are her um, advocacy stuff. I'm not like, actually, do we even follow her? Let me see. I think we just started following her, but I was reading like a thread of well, her. Well, her account like, just got shut down, so. And I was like, this yeah. girl, no, this is how I found you. Y- you had a thread about PayPal or something. Yeah. Oh, God, that is, that is old. That's like. But I just came across it. And I, um... and I was like, this girl has to come on the show. 
Well, it's gone now. I know. I know. Bummer. (laughs) The account literally got shut down like a few days ago. Yeah, I just love, I love your thought process. I love the way you think and how you put everything together in a a beautiful thread. And I was like, yeah, this girl has to come and spew all this knowledge on the show. That's why I hunted Mm. you down. And here you are. (laughs) Okay. So did you Mm -hmm. have any mentors or did you figure out everything on your own? Um. No, see, there was one woman that told me that I was going to be good at phone sex domination, but that's only like, that's only after I've been in sex work for a few years. And uh, I was doing camming and she was a cam girl on a site called camhors.com, which has not been a thing for a very long time. Yeah, I'm like, I've they were that one. They were one of the they were one of the only sites that actually paid out like per hour. Oh, um, they, okay, that's why they didn't last. And that's yep, yep. So they had like you know you would do a cam show, you would actually get paid for it regardless of whether or not you got tipped or not. And they did not last terribly long, but they were good while they did. So well, this sucks. woman who was yeah, this woman who was there, she. Um, she and I started talking because they had like a community on that site and she reached out to me. We started chatting. Uh, she was quite a bit older than me. I want to say at the time she was maybe in her late thirties, early forties. And she told me that she doesn't understand why I'm doing camming, like nude camming. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, you know, you would be so good at phone sex domination. I'm like, what is that? So she told me about Night Flirt. She explained very, very briefly how to get started on there. And then she kind of like just disappeared. Um, and then I just kind of taught myself after that. But so she was the one that put the idea in your head. Shout out to mentors, man. Wherever they oh, definitely. are, in however form they come in. Yes. Thank you, lady who brought her mm-hmm. to our podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to find her for a few years, but she's been pretty untraceable. She doesn't want to be found. Sure, but I'm sure that some of her accounts are still on Night Flirt being used. Ooh. You think uh, she sold them, or you well, think it's still her? I don't. I don't know. I think that she was already outsourcing. You know, so she would oh. hire people to take calls for her, but but she would set up the actual profiles themselves. But uh, at this point, I'm not sure what she's up to. Last I heard, she was living in Texas in a huge house that she bought for cash. Lovely. Oh, nice. I like that. Is this an older lady or a relatively younger lady? Uh, She was, yeah, she, at the time, this was like about 10 years ago, she was probably in her late 30s, early 40s. Okay, so this is not who I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, So Mm, you... You posted uh, that you decided to come out to your family and use your legal name. Um, how has mm-hmm. that been for you? And would you recommend that to other companions? Uh, my family and I don't speak whatsoever. Um, mm, okay. And as for coming out as a sex worker in general and using my real name, I would not recommend it. No. Um, it has but caused you did me say a lot you're more a trouble taker. than it's been worth. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't. I don't. I don't regret the decision. I just wouldn't recommend it. 
Yeah. Oh, so this is your real name? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. See, I know oh, the I real know. facts about her. You just know about her night flirt course. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I just had no idea that this was I your legal name. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, made you, oh. what made you decide to use your legal name? Honestly, I I was sick of always having it hang over my head that someone could out me one day. Mm, it, okay. Take the power. It back. was it was always yeah, it was it was always a threat that people would use against me. They'd be like, Oh, I, I know who you are, I know where you live, I know, you know, blah 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 blah. Like it was always it was always something that I had to think about. Mm-hmm. And one day I just decided, you know what, I'm done. And I I came out relatively early on in my career because my ex-fiance, this was like many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my my ex-fiance cheated on me and then his girlfriend that, that he cheated on me with, she did not like me at all. And I had said something to my ex, which this girl then heard and she didn't like what I said about her, which she deserved every word of it. But, you know, like the, the point was that she basically took my phone number from his phone and started harassing me just nonstop over the telephone. Then when that didn't work, uh, she started taking my family's phone numbers. So she called my mother yeah, she called my mother, she called my sister, and she told them both that I was stripping for change on the internet. Oh, what a whore. You know, SNL, sorry oh. to cut you off, Saturday Night Live just did a spoof on that, but we'll talk about that when you're done with the story. Oh, is it the OnlyFans one? Yes. Yeah. But they, they changed yeah, the name. They said Cam, Cam Fan, yeah. Cam something. I thought that was funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like only only camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they couldn't use the yeah. real name, I guess, for you know, legal reasons. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but they, um, you know, my my parents, uh, or rather, my mother didn't really seem to care too much. She was just kind of confused, and my sister already knew what I was doing, but told me she's like, you know, this person clearly has it out for you, so just be careful. Um. And then I actually, I called, because she, after that, um, started going on my Twitter. And this was back in 2010, like 2011, something like that. And she started taking people from my Twitter at the time. And she would, um, she would like pick ones that she felt were like closest to me. And she started sending them my real name. Wow. Oh, wow. What a fucking cunt. Yeah. So I called the police and I, I was, was like, I was like say, guys, is there anything? Can, can, I was like, is there anything that you can do? They they laughed at me. They're like, they're like, wow. what do you want us to do? I was gonna say there, there yeah. has to be some kind of legal repercussion, something. No, no, you can sue no. us just for shits and giggles. No, damn, no, because what's the, what's the basis for the lawsuit? Like, she was mean to me. She told people my real name when I was using an alias. Like, safety? what can I sue her for? Safety. But like, what what law is she breaking? Well, like I feel like okay. For example, if you had a celebrity's real phone number and address and you published it on the internet, I feel like there would be some legal repercussions. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Mm-mm. 
So no they would just change their number. Yeah, no. yeah I think doxing What about their address? Illegal, their address. Yeah. Doxing isn't a crime. Yeah. Doxing Damn. is not a crime. Damn. Yeah. Like, what, what, what's a crime is libel. What's a crime is, you know, is, is anything that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. But true information, I mean, right now, if you Google my legal name, uh, the second or third hit is to encyclopediadramatica.com, which has a listing for me calling me uh, a Russian-Canadian obese whore who murdered her baby. Oh, my God. Like... Yeah, and that is coming up, like, right at the top of the search for my legal name. I consulted an attorney about it. They literally said there is nothing that I can do except send a cease and desist. But what they're doing is not illegal. Wow. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I, you know, I'm not saying that I regret using my legal name. But because it's it's an experiment, right? Like I did a whole thread on this a couple of years ago where I talked about what sort of repercussions there have been from me using my my legal name mm-hmm. in in sex work. But obviously, and let's the, just say it's it's been it's been difficult. The rewards difficult. obviously outweigh the bad stuff. No, not at all. Oh, damn. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know what? At least you did whatever the fuck you wanted to do and now you can just be like okay well that was an experiment moving on that's all you can do right oh now. yeah i mean i can i can i can still change my legal name to whatever this I is want true if I really want there to. you go i forgot yeah. about that i mean people change yeah, their not... names all the time i can i can keep Evgenia as a brand and, and change my name now, to jane that, smith if i want does to does that mean <laughs> does that mean anything uh does what mean anything Yevgenia. it actually does yeah it's um it's my grandmother's name um i was named after her because she died right before i was born due to chernobyl induced brain uh i'm sorry breast cancer oh, oh wow oh, i'm my. sorry you're that uh, i mean I, I never met her so but is um, there like a translation like does the actual name mean things yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. um it uh in in Greek it means well born or of noble birth. Ooh, oh, look at that! Like that. Look at you, queen. Yeah. Okay, mm. so tell the newbies the essential things they need in order to be a successful companion. Pooh. Huh. <laughs> okay. Hey, you have experience, so. Yeah. yeah. Um. But in. In in escorting, my experience is still pretty low. Uh, that's why most of from your limited that's why, that's why the bulk of just give us like a couple of tips, just tips. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, you need to always, always, always separate your work from your personal life because otherwise you wind up being like me and getting feelings for clients which you have no business getting feelings for and the worst is when they start to pretend like they have feelings for you or they actually that's a do. thing that's, that's even I worse i thought that was like a myth. yes no, what the clients no. pretending no the clients pretending yeah, like they like, have feelings for you of course they yeah. do because they're exploiting your feelings so that they can get exactly. something out of it for free oh my mm-hmm. mm. there you go yeah 
a lot of them will try to do that, especially if your boundaries are not um, are not ironclad. And that's why boundaries, 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 because boundaries are not there for you to control them. They're there for you to control yourself. Um, they're not supposed to be things that you tell guys like, you know, you can't do that. Like, that's not what a boundary is. A boundary is so that you know what you'll take, what you'll accept. Yeah. And yeah. Like if if your boundary is that you don't want to have, you know, any sort of romantic feelings for clients, like that's, you know, you have to stick to that because mm. otherwise you're going to get into big trouble. Um, yeah. Another another big tip is uh, do not drink with clients. Do not do drugs with clients if you can help it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing because... <laughs> What is going on back there? Is it like construction? I live in New York City. Is someone like <laughs> is someone banging on your door? What the hell? Okay, no, I laugh because there's like an inside story about this drug usage client thing. Oh, <laughs> so oh just, yeah, is that just, right? It just came out. It just came out. But go on. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yes, please don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, no the. The thing is that, like, when you start to do drugs and, and like, drink alcohol with clients, uh, it dulls you and it makes them feel more comfortable with you, which they're not supposed to. They're only supposed to feel comfortable with you up to a point. That is ah. it. Like, they take their comfort too far at that point. Exactly. Yeah. When a client thinks that they can drink with you and do drugs with you, it's game over. They're going to try to cross other boundaries, like, like watch, like next thing they'll try to, you know, like fuck you bareback or something. Most definitely. Or they'll try to like sneak it in your ass, even if it wasn't uh, agreed upon. So, yeah. So what's the worst advice that you've ever gotten? Uh, Worst advice. Hmm. To always talk about money with clients, to be honest. Um, I know that that sounds weird, but everyone's hustle is different. And Mm -hmm. for some people, for some people asking about money up front with a client always works. But clients are different and some, some actually respond to that, others don't. And some clients will sometimes say, you know what, I don't like, um, I don't like talking about money. I want to like get to know you first. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like you have to sell to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, it's not always going to be good if you don't, if you don't figure out what their unique style is to like, to reach them, to sell to them. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I'm, I'm talking more about like freestyling, for example, because obviously if a client's coming to you, uh, directly then clearly he wants something from you but if someone comes to you from a place like fat life or adult friend finder or you know comes up to you at a bar or something you can always turn that into a paid situation but you have to know how and you have to like build a rapport with a client so i i was always told like you know what no you gotta just like you know go straight for the throat like make sure that they know that this is a paid thing and like in my experience no uh, sometimes like you, they need to be warmed up. You need to show them that you have um, some kind of like common interests because uh, otherwise they're not going to want to convert. Okay. Yeah. That's good advice. 
All right. So I'm going to jump into the next question. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Mm, best advice was just to lean in. Um, I know it sounds really cliche, but my best friend told me once, uh, she's like, you know, you got to lean into your dominance. And I was like, what the hell do you mean by that? She's like, well, you know, you're, you're still very passive aggressive and just passive in a whole lot of things. And you need to just trust, you know, who you are inside and be that person. You know, so like whatever it is that, that you have in you that makes you special or makes you unique, you have to lean into that. You can't run away from it. You can't try to change it because it's not going to work. You know, so I, I can't, I can't pretend to. Yeah, like, I mean, I can't I can't pretend to be this like nice, agreeable uh, courtesan who's just going to be there to entertain someone because I, I'm not that person. You know, I'm always going to be a bitch. <laughs> so. Hey, at least you own it, right? At least you know who you mm. are. Mm, yeah. don't even know. Mm. Oh, so yeah, if- the lights are on and the bitch is home. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay, so if you could go back in time and talk to your 17-year-old self, what would you say to her? Be like, bitch, start taking sex work seriously as soon as you turn 18. Like, in fact, like, get get with a company who is going to pay you a gazillion dollars just to film on your 18th birthday. Like, or auction off your virginity if you still have oh it, my which I God. didn't at the time. I, but, wish I, no, off- I wish I did. I wish I did, too. I'm not going to lie. I oh god that my, I would have made so much money. My first experience was so horrible. When anytime I like tell people like I wish I would have sold my virginity, like oh my god, that's so disgusting. Like your first time well, you should were have clearly been talking special. to the wrong people. Well, it's I never mean, special. Exactly. Oh yeah, it was, I was so, like there is it's only special, special when you actually it. auction it off and make money. Then it yeah, becomes an there event. is nothing special about it. Oh my mm. god, it's awful. Oh, yeah. No, it was so special for me in the basement of, you know, my ex-boyfriend's <laughs> mom's house. Uh, I'm not even going to say where I lost my virginity. I'm but... not, I have, I'm not saying anything yeah. at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm still a virgin. I'm about to auction off my virginity. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing stopping you, really. <laughs> right? Well, there, I mean, well, there's a new moon tonight. So can I oh, become Lord. a virgin since there's a new moon? <laughs> Do you new, want to go to the beach exact same time? So I'm going to, like, yes. virgin sisters? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, favorite vacation destination. I'm sure you've been to some awesome places. While I have, I I have to say I still love St. Petersburg. Like, Florida? The most. No, no Russia. Russia. <laughs> the, the original. The original St. Petersburg. <laughs> I I'm knew like, she wait, wasn't what? talking about Florida. <laughs> Like, like Florida. Hell no. Florida is not that pretty. <laughs> I, I, no, I have no. to clarify. I have to clarify. Sorry. Okay, so your next trip to Russia, I want to go. Yeah, me too. Sure. I, I actually want to start up a company where... Do you guys have uh, summer on, like, there? What? Yes, of course. Okay. What? We'll go into summer. <laughs> oh, no. you said, do they have summer? No, because the way my Russian friends describe it, they're like, oh, it's terrible. I never want to go. It's cold. I'm like... Really? It's just that bad? <laughs> but you were saying you want to start up a company? Yeah, basically, um, I'm, I'm looking to use my existing connections, in, uh, you know, in sex work and like, because we were talking before about, um, you know, about like, plastic surgery and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, 
like there there's so much stuff like they are leading the way in beauty in a lot of ways in russia they like, do have sure, some like, beautiful women there like like sure like south korea definitely takes beauty seriously but so does russia and russia is much cheaper so mm-hmm. you know going going there like just to go to like the the best surgeon they have in the city for like just straight up regular ass lipo like it costs just like a couple of thousand like i think for me it was like no more than three grand and and that's like with an overnight hospital stay that's like you know them being so attentive and just like very very sweet and it was yeah it was it was great like it's not expensive they're like i think to get like juvederm like in the lips it's like a hundred bucks not even um, what is it in America? I don't. I, I need context. Oh, closer to a thousand, depending on where you look. And that's like just the lip injection stuff. Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about? Oh wow, that's a drastic yeah. difference. Oh mm-hmm. my. No, like everything in Russia costs cheaper because, well, you know, people there can't afford to pay thousands and thousands of dollars. But that also but... goes to show that it's actually not that expensive, and people just mark it up in America. Exactly. Because... Capitalism So what do you do in your free time Other than Sticking it to the man Chop off dicks on Twitter Sticking it to the Mm -hmm. man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Free time You know it's it's a good question Because I don't really Have a good handle on work life separation i don't i don't have like a good like work slash personal life balance but technically isn't all your time free time since you control your time no because most of my time is work time because that's how i choose to spend it ah so even when i'm not during her free time (laughs) right that's if if anything, it's actually really bad because it means that I'm on twenty four seven, which means that I'm not giving my all. Well, clearly you I'm enjoy working. your work; otherwise, you wouldn't be working twenty four seven. So that's that's true. It's like but her work is her free time. You should definitely practice self care. Uh, I, I she should. She just got I lipo. Should, yeah. I feel like. Listen, I feel listen, like that's still- listen. I will say it again. That's I that's been- that's still for work though. I oh, that's damn. still for work though. I have been following yeah. her on Twitter for years. She needs self care. Okay, you, you didn't know that that was yeah. her real name though. I did not. You I know. Did not. You know. I mean, if I told people that Chantel was my real name, would people believe me? Probably not. No, but not. I saw that so, thread. I saw the thread. Well, I that's didn't. Why see I asked it, the but, question? But, but that's, not the, that's not the point. Favorite self care. <laughs> what is your favorite book? <laughs> uh, it's uh, nickel and dimed on not getting by in America by oh, Barbara. Look at her. She's oh, all okay. about you know activism. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not a shtick. Like my my free time. I mean, it basically consists of me reading about this stuff and about just like doing like Twitter is my free time. Like oh, I never thought up? it was a stick for one second. <laughs> nope. And if our oh, conversation God. earlier you know was a testimony to that, <laughs> it's definitely not a shtick. Even though I still feel like we're on the same page. Love you, boo. Next question. So what are, so what, are, what are you reading right now? 
Uh, so at the moment, I actually don't have anything that I've cracked open. However, um, I am looking to read more Bell Hooks, and I just got her book about love and what love means uh, in our in our contemporary world. And so I'm going to see how that turns out. But knowing Bell Hooks, it's going to be intense. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, favorite movie of all time. Hmm. Now that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to top go three. With... <laughs> no, no. I'm I'm just gonna give a, a a genre, a broad genre of what I like. Uh, I really enjoy '70s Soviet comedies. I know of course, you it do. does not. <laughs> it does not sound like a thing. Of course, but... you do. It, wait. There's comedy. <laughs> Yes, so, and I, and I, bet okay. you, I bet you it goes. A guy walks into the bar. Ha ha! That's the joke. <laughs> that's so that that's actually not at all. What it is. Um, Again, I was they, being they, funny. <laughs> you know, if you have to tell people that you're being funny, no, just you, girl. It's just you. <laughs> I'm going to have to meet you in person so I can figure out your face and, and crack that smile. <laughs> but go on. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm smiling right now. You just don't know. It. Yay. Um, I, can, I can hear it. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is like a total opposite. It's um, it's like Disney TV films from like the 90s and 2000s. Oh my who god, does, who doesn't best. like Disney? Like that's like, come on. No, 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 no. But I don't, I don't like, I don't love like, uh, you know, the stuff that like, you know, Mulan is cool or eh. like Cinderella, you know, whatever. But like, eh. I'm talking about made-for-TV films. Yeah, I'm like talking the, the real ones people with the... and not cartoons. Yeah, like Smart yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, like yes, that. yes. We love all I that love shit. <laughs> listen, listen, I will right now go watch some old school Hillary Duff and Raven yeah. movies. Yeah. What was yes. the one they had with them? Um, There's like the Cheetah Girl. Oh my God. Yes. Where with the one that... with the one girl from 3LW finally, you know, had a career. Yes. But, uh... mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. But... So. Other than um, the episode of Law and Order SVU based on your family, what's your favorite TV show? <laughs> um, it's it's a toss up between Wentworth, which is like um, a not funny. Uh, wow! Orange is the new black I am not set in Australia. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I like dramas, okay. Drama queen. I like, seri- <laughs> I like serious shit. I like serious shit. Can we do both? Um, so it's. <laughs> I mean, sure, but me personally. So Wentworth, um, and then Wentworth, and um, and mom. Wait, I think I saw I like, that show. Is that like a recent I yeah. show? I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that show. Mom. It's the girl from Scary Movie. She's the, she plays the daughter and mom, right? Or am I thinking yeah. something else? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. know what you're talking about. I yeah, know what you're talking yeah, yeah. about. You know, you know, you know what that show's about, right? What is it about? Failure to launch? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Well, it's it's a little bit more complex than that, but basically it was made by the same guy that made um you know, like three, three and a half men, like that, mm-hmm. you know, that guy. Um, 
but this show is about alcoholism, uh, oh addiction, and also about like how people can change. And mm-hmm. so the 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 two characters, like the two main characters, are mother and daughter, mm-hmm. and they actually were both sex workers at one point or another. So one of them was a stripper, and the other one was an escort at some point. But they don't Wait, talk did about they that say very that much. On the show? Oh, well, yeah. I have to go back and watch mom now because <laughs> I've kind of watched. But they don't. They don't ever like, in the background. But they don't. They don't ever talk about it. This is not a show that you that you should, you know. This isn't a show that you should just ignore because it's actually very very smart and it teaches you a lot of things about life mm. and about the struggles that people go through. It's it's very easy to dismiss it, but there's a reason why it's been on for at least five or six years now nice nice mom yeah i'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch it now that you said somebody was a stripper and an escort so uh oh, yeah. pet peeves i'm sure you have a lot mm. yeah yeah i do um so lately i've been i've been on fat life more and more often because the freestyling on there is actually pretty good for me uh i've been able to get quite a few you know, like rich dudes. Um, yeah, I've heard there. good things about Fet Life. It's just I'm so I'm spread so thin. But thanks for reminding me. <laughs> oh yeah, but what what really what really pisses me off these days is um, it are are the kind of men that make a whole lot of promises on there. So like Ugh. they'll reach out to me. They'll they'll want to be my cuckold boyfriend, and they'll talk on and on and on about how they're perfect for me and I'm perfect for them. But then when you actually, when it comes down to proving anything at all, showing any kind of serious interest, like, for example, even like last night, I asked, you know, I asked a guy, I was like, oh, you know, okay, so you want to do this, like you want to take me on vacations, you want to do this and this and this, do something really easy for me now. I, I would like an Uber to, you know, to go meet someone at a restaurant. Why don't you get me that? And he says, okay, ask for my address, I give it. And... And I'm, you know, so I, I'm waiting. It's, it's been like 10 minutes. Like, I still haven't gotten a screenshot from him or anything. And then I'm like, question mark. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, changed my mind. I, I'm not into Findom. And I'm like, what? Like, how am I trying to Findom you? Uh, oh, and FYI, are- you can now get Uber gift certificates thing. Chantel turned me on to that. I didn't even know that. Like an e gift. I did. Oh. Yeah, because you had it on your website, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that." Yeah. Oh shit! Look Good at me. Know. Or was it somebody I else? Know. <laughs> I don't know. It's on my own website. I mean, it could be. No, it was or it you. It could be on my Amazon. It was you. You can know. actually get Uber. Um, it's on my website if you want to go look. Uh, you can get Uber uh, e gift uh, cards, so guys can gift you Uber money. And I like that. And oh, it, great. It's, it's anonymous. So that way you don't have to give them your address. I, Even I, though I, I know I you are Uber a risk Eats taker. All the time. But yeah, now, now you don't have to give them your address. They can just send oh, you I mean, Uber. I mean, listen, like, I, I don't I don't mind giving my real name or my location or anything like that to guys because they would be more scared to deal with me than I would be scared to deal with them. Oh, look like, at her. She bossing. Boss, I mean, bitch. no, this isn't. This isn't even me like trying to flex. Like this is for real. Like I scare men. 
I okay. really, really do not, not just because, um, you know, of like, you know, the domination thing, but men are like legit scared of me because I have a presence that is very unsettling to them Aww. and they, they can't seem to get comfortable. Poor not, not in a good way though. Not in a good way, like not in a sexy kind of way, but like, you know, like I'm a psycho kind of way. <laughs> and they don't, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm gonna boil their bunny kind of way. Oh my! Don't boil their bunny. <laughs> I mean, you can you can just see their reactions on Twitter. Well, yeah, like, really. And, oh, by up. the way, you have really pretty eyes. I was gonna mention that Thank at some you. point. Her eyes are uh, hypnotizing, guys. So don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you have any advice to leave both the men and the ladies? Mm, treat each other well my god yes please Uh, amen like like the 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 men are afraid of the women the women are afraid of the men like i cannot deal with the skepticism anymore if you know because like i'll have my entire ass out on fet life for example i'll have my entire face my whole body my everything out there and then guys will come to me and they'll start to tell me that they're afraid of giving me their first name let alone photos of them with their face showing like they send me photos of themselves like from far away with sunglasses on and i'm like like do i not have my entire identity out there for you like what are you so afraid of but this like the skepticism it's it's too much and i can't deal with it anymore like everyone has to just trust each other because if not, then you're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. Like, always, always use your discretion. Always use, you know, like your instincts. But I think that if we were just to trust one another just a little bit more, things would be so much easier because guys are always thinking that we're just out to get them, whatever the hell that means. I don't and- know why. Maybe because it's, uh, what did they call it? Um, projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. they're the ones that are actually trying to get somebody and now they're afraid because that, that might be the other party. Like, guys, seriously, all we want to do is have a good time with you. And maybe in uh, Yevgenia's case, uh, she might want to boil your rabbit just a little bit. But oh other, my than God. That, mm-hmm. other than that, None. all we want to do is just have a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's all we want. We just want to have a good time with you and, and create great memories and experiences. That's it. We're not trying to ruin your marriage unless, you know, that's what you want because, you know, blackmail is a thing, but get consent and sign a form. But we just want to have a good time. Is that so hard? Why do we have to complicate life? Who knows? Mm -hmm. It really doesn't have to be complicated. So that's it. That's your advice. Just trust each other. Yeah, like... But that that actually goes more out to the men than the women because women already like you know we we have to deal with so fucking much right. Um, but like the men should really learn to trust us more because I swear to God, like most of us, the overwhelming majority, we're not out there to to scam you or to hurt or to hurt you. Like we just want to make our money in peace and go. Yeah. Like. But so many guys want to make that difficult because they think that we're either trying to scam them or dominate them financially. Like, like clearly, if I'm asking you for an Uber, I'm not trying to fin-dom you. If I was trying to fin-dom you, I wouldn't exactly. even have any interest. I wouldn't have any interest in someone like you if you're so, like, 
closed off with your cash that you can get someone a people, fucking car. People that want FinDom usually seek it out. It's not like, exactly. oh, you're just going to turn someone into being your you know, financial yes. bitch. That's not how that works, people. It's still consent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, like, just, <laughs> and most FinDoms don't ask for a fucking Uber ride. Like, what the Exactly. Fuck? Exactly. Like, like, that's like, the main uh, point there. Like, really, dude? Uber? Like, dude, nobody's going to try to finesse you out of FinDom. That's not how that works. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, anywho. So, now that we've uh, gotten to know you, I'm sure people want to know more. Please leave us with your new Twitter and, you know, any other social <laughs> media that people can find you. Um, honestly, I mean, just type in Yevgenia Twitter. I'll probably pop up there. Please spell out your chance- name for our listeners, though. Yeah. Y-E-V like Victor. G-E-N like Nancy. I-Y-A. Yevgenia. Okay. Should they put any other words next to it or just Yevgenia? No, just just Twitter. Yevgenia Twitter because okay. I'm... Usually it'll pop up like Yevgenia Rolling Stone because I have an article that they wrote about me in 2017. Yes, like, yes, I read all that. That's, yeah, like stuff like that is out there. The reason why I'm hesitant to give my Twitter out is because for all you know, by the time that this episode rolls out, even yeah. this one's going to be gone. So Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, Yevgenia so just, Twitter uh, and mm-hmm, you will find yeah. her. Thank or you. just like Yevgenia sex work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the show. I'm thrilled. This is going to be a fabulous episode. I'm so glad we finally connected. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Okay. So we will let you go enjoy your New York day. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Right, guys. Bye. Well, that was amazing. Yes. That was a very fun, passionate, everything interview. Definitely passionate. There is a lot of passion between yes. the both of you and your opinions. Eh, everybody has their opinion. But I still feel like we were saying the same thing. But I'm Switzerland. Are... I'm Switzerland. Oh, really? <laughs> so so now, yes. now, now you don't want to rant? All of a sudden, did you did you hear? I that's what I said. I was like, uh, for the first time ever, Chantal has like no words. Like that's unheard of. So to all to all no. the listeners out there who bitch about, you know, I guess my rants. You're welcome. Nobody bitches about your rants. Oh, I'm sure there's one person uh, who wouldn't dare say I it still, to me. I, I mean, still say that we were literally on the same page. She's just stuck on semantics. But hey, whatever. Yeah, so we're not going to go back there. No. So let's end this show on a positive note. That's my fucking line. I know. <laughs> so how you going to steal my line, though? Okay, fine, go. Let's end this show on a positive note. <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> As always, keep it sexy Sex work friendly or adult <laughs> entertainer. I don't care which one. Just keep it sexy. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Bye. Bye. Before you go, guys, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and like us on SoundCloud. And whatever platform you're listening to us on, either like us or leave us a review. This helps people find our show. 
You can now download every single episode free of charge. That way you can listen to us even if you don't have an internet connection. We love getting your questions and suggestions, so please keep them coming. Our email is info at thesexyescortguide.com. Our number to text is 657-464-4675. You can also mention us on Twitter with the hashtag TSEGP. And you can follow us on social media, Instagram at TSEGP and Twitter at TSEG Podcast. You can join our mailing list so that you can be the first to hear breaking news and exciting stories. Our website, of course, is thesexyescortguide.com. And of course, please follow us, your lovely hosts. You can follow me, Vivian, on both Twitter and Instagram at ExoticVivian. Or you can type it into your browser, twitter.com slash ExoticVivian and instagram.com slash ExoticVivian. And you can follow me, Chantal, on Twitter at Chantal underscore Etoile and on Instagram at Chantal Etoile. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We truly appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, stay ravishing and receptive.